City FC is on the air. And it goes in from Tosh at the back post. Just ping pong, pinball stuff in the Tulsa box. Right here on ESPN 680 and 105.7. And it's Lancaster who headed it in for Louisville City. Now, live from Lynn Family Stadium, here's Jeff Milby and Casey Whitfield. It's amazing what winning can do. Suddenly streaking, Louisville City is brimming with confidence as they return home on a two-game winning streak for an important top four Eastern Conference clash with the Charleston Battery tonight. Two straight wins behind five unanswered goals for Louisville City. Back-to-back multi-goal performances for the first time all season. The new back five quickly looking at ease together and the attack looks alive for the first time all year. Best exemplified in a 3-0 win over Tulsa last weekend. Cameron Lancaster seems as though he's found the fountain of youth scoring in back-to-back games and he also registered an assist last week against Tulsa and was named to the U.S team of the week. Charleston, tonight's opponents for Louisville, also somewhat rejuvenated this season. Under a new head coach, the reigning USL coach of the year in Ben Pierman, the battery are gunning for their best regular season finish since 2017. Louisville City could jump to third with a win tonight. Charleston could pull within two points of first place Pittsburgh if they are victorious. It might be a sleepy Wednesday night crowd on an overcast school night, but make no mistake, there is a lot on the line in this one at Lynn Family Stadium. I'm Jeff Milby. Former Louisville City midfielder George Davis IV is here in place of Casey Whitfield, who is off tonight, and Zach Cantrell is our producer back in the ESPN Louisville studios. It is a very confident Louisville City FC coming into tonight's game and a confident Danny Cruz, their head coach. He spoke to reporters yesterday ahead of the game. The group uh, mentality has been excellent over the last two games for sure in training and in the games. Uh, I think, you know, they're they're enjoying uh, uh, the type of football that we're trying to play at the moment and I think we've got a lot better in the final third, more clinical. So, um, um, we're really happy with where the group's at right now. But as I said, after the game against Tulsa, uh, we, we can't get complacent. You know, um, We have to make sure that uh, the hunger is still there, that the um, executing of the ideas is still there, uh, and prepare for a tough opponent tomorrow uh, against Charleston. This time a couple of weeks ago, George, Louisville City was in the midst of a three-game losing streak, their first three-game league losing streak since 2015. It felt like one of the lowest points in team history, but suddenly they've seemingly figured it out. Danny Cruz switches formations, goes out and finds a new player in Kyle Adams, goes to the back five with three center backs. Oscar Jimenez and Cameron Lancaster look like vintage versions of themselves, and Louisville City's won back-to-back games, and it feels like Louisville City is back. What have, what have you made of these uh, performances the last couple of weeks against Indy 11 at home and then last week against Tulsa on the road. Well, as you started the broadcast with, it's, it's amazing what three points can do uh, to change the confidence. You know, even being in the building, you could feel the change of, of the players kind of coming into themselves. Um, credit to the staff for the, the system change. Uh, I think that's been huge to the kind of shift in the performances and, and you not only just two wins but also two shutouts. Uh, so not only scoring goals on the other end but also maintaining a shutout which has not uh, been something they've done as much this year. 
Mention those two names, guys that you know well from your playing days with them. Cameron Lancaster, back-to-back games with a goal, had an assist last week. Oscar Jimenez in the win over Indy 11 with two assists, his first assists of the season. Um, and their presence, their resurgence, looking like their old selves, really after both battled injury long stretches last year, both have been in and out of the lineup this season. It's been great to see them back out there performing like their old selves the last couple of weeks. Yeah, it's awesome to see the player confidence. I know you know Cam and OJ are, are very confident players, but it gets hard sometimes. You know, as Cam's been dealing with injury, OJ's dealt with some injury, but he's also not uh, been getting into the team as much with the performances of Manny and, and, and Dia as well. So it's nice to see him coming into himself. We all know how much quality he has, his service, both right foot and left foot. And like I said to you earlier, anytime Cam gets the ball in the final third, I'm expecting some something special so as long as they get these guys can keep that up and the players around can feed uh, I will say that it it brings me back to uh, old Louisville City teams where you see players struggling and then the competition amongst the positions is pushing these players to reach new heights you talk about the quality in Wilson and Martin coming into the team to push Cam you talk about the competition between Manny and Dia and now Oscar coming into himself and having two or three very good performances so it's nice to see that internally they're pushing each other uh, players are playing with confidence and they're getting results uh, but like Danny Cruz said in the, in the the interview they have to keep it going they can't get complacent because this Charleston team is really good it's going to be a lighter than expected crowd or lighter than usual crowd we'll say tonight rain in the forecast we're expecting showers at some point according to the latest forecasts 100 percent chance of precipitation this evening in Louisville it's an eight o'clock kick on the first school night of the year as well so maybe some folks deciding just to stay home and either listen to us on the radio or watch it on tv but make no mistake this is a very important game tonight number two in the east versus number four in the east the stakes are high if louisville city wins they could tie themselves with tampa bay in the standings if charleston were to win they could move even closer to pittsburgh at the top of the eastern conference table but that crowd tonight it's just not gonna i wouldn't imagine anywhere george it's not gonna have that same energy that we expect at lynn family stadium so that'll be something to watch uh, tonight as well yeah maybe not ten thousand in the stands tonight but the pitch looks amazing uh the ball will move fast i like a, a gloomy night with a little wet pitch so uh hoping the boys can get the ball moving tonight and be able to create their own energy kickoff set for a few minutes past eight o'clock we will continue to build up to it with our pre-game coverage here on espn 680 and 1057 when we come back we'll hear more from louisville city head coach danny cruz and we'll talk a little bit more about charleston battery a team that is rejuvenated under a new head coach louisville against the charleston battery tonight here on espn 680 and 1057 I think, you know, there's a couple losses this year where we play really well and we lost, and there's a couple games this year where uh, we were shocking and we lost the game. And I think um, when you, you know, through all of those ups and downs in a season, uh, I've made it clear this year that I believe in the group that we have and the quality that we have. Um, and, you know, for me, it's about building on the results that, that we've had over the last two games uh, and, and making sure that we understand that this is a moment we can, we can hit our stride and, and continue to improve in the areas we still want to improve. We're getting ready for tonight's game with Louisville City against the Charleston Battery. Just heard from head coach Danny Cruz. This is a Louisville City team that is feeling confident right now, and Danny Cruz seemingly feeling confident in the team he has put out there the last couple of weekends. 
We will bring you the full details of the starting lineups for both teams just a couple of minutes before kickoff. But here's a hint for Louisville City. No changes for the third consecutive game to the starting 11. And for the second consecutive game, no changes to the 18 that will see the field and the bench tonight for Louisville City. Uh, Again, the formation change, George, the new addition in Kyle Adams. But Danny Cruz clearly has found something that has worked the last couple of weeks, and he has not strayed from it. Yeah, I mean, sometimes you just need a little change of scenery, I'd say. You know, players playing a little bit of different spaces on the field. Uh, You know, speak about Oscar Jimenez before the game and him being in a more higher position, uh, in a position to distribute. Uh, I like to speak about Cameron and Brian Ombi uh, being able to play with a little bit more freedom. As you've noticed in the last few games, Brian's been able to play a little bit more underneath Cam, uh, playing in between the lines. But his biggest strength, as we all know, is his pace and what he can do when he's running in behind. So the ability for him to play off of Cam, uh, be able to advance the ball to allow Dia and Oscar to get forward, it's been really good. And as you mentioned, Kyle, uh, being a good addition to our our back line, especially as a naturally left-footed center back, uh, has been huge for the group. uh, And it feels a lot more secure in the back, I'll say that. Let's talk about that back five a little bit with the three center backs because that's something over the last two seasons that Danny Cruz has experimented with a few times to mix results, but now that he's added Kyle Adams in, you have Kyle Adams, you have Sean Tosh, you have Wes Sharpie, who are locks at the back seemingly with Jimenez, and um, on the other side, Amadou Dia as the wing backs in that back five. Again, it's something Danny has looked at in the past, and now he seemingly has the personnel to be able to play that kind of formation, notably because Kyle Adams is a left-footed center back, something Louisville City hasn't had over the last couple of years. Yeah, those guys give you a lot of strength in terms of defensive uh, efforts there. But on top of that, they can distribute. Uh, and I think that's some of the biggest qualities that we overlook from those three. Uh, if I had to guess, I would say that's a, a very popular system for Danny Cruz. Uh, knowing him uh, as a person, as a coach, I know he really likes that formation. Uh, but it's one of those where you have to be very good on the ball. You have to be very good in possession uh, because you can't get caught deep. You can't get caught playing with five. And I know that's not the way they want to play. So uh, like you said, with those three being able to defend comfortably and allowing the wing backs to get forward, uh, it allows the team to get out of their shape and allows to stay with the three, five, two rather than a five at the back. We'll take another time out. When we come back, we'll talk, tell you about the Charleston Battery in second place in the Eastern Conference. Again, looking for their best finish in the conference since 2017. A, key, a team under a new head coach that is playing really, really well right now, though they are coming off of a loss in their last game. So more on the Charleston Battery. When we return, you're listening to pregame coverage of tonight's Louisville City game, live from Lynn Family Stadium. It's Lou City against the Charleston Battery. Four versus two in the Eastern Conference here on ESPN 680 and 105.7. You're listening to Louisville City FC pre-match coverage on ESPN Louisville. Now, live from Lynn Family Stadium, here's Jeff Milby and Casey Whitfield. Jeff Milby and George Davis IV with you at Lynn Family Stadium tonight for this evening's USL Championship game between Louisville City and the Charleston Battery. Charleston, second place in the Eastern Conference. They come in with a record of 11-6-6. That puts them five points back of the Pittsburgh Riverhounds who lead the conference. But they do have one game in hand, which they will burn tonight. So a victory tonight for the Charleston Battery would again bring them within two points of first place in the East. A new head coach, Ben Pierman, the reigning 
defending USL Championship Coach of the Year. He won that award last year when he was with Memphis 901. He left that post in the offseason to come to Charleston and has immediately turned this Charleston team around. It is a lot of new faces for Charleston, just a handful of returnees from last year's squad. But it is a team with lots of talent, led by Augustine Williams, a goal scorer to the highest degree in USL championship play. 62 goals over his now eight-season career for the native of Sierra Leone. He is a very dangerous player for this Charleston Battery team. They have scored the sixth most, sixth, sixth most goals, easy for me to say, sixth most goals in the league and have conceded the eighth most goals in the league. 32 goals scored, 32 goals against. Uh, but, George, this is a team clearly based on their standing and also based on the talent that they've acquired in the offseason under their new head coach. They've figured it out really quickly in their, their first year together, and this is going to be a really top-quality test tonight for Louisville City. Again, two of the top four teams. I know it's a Wednesday night. I know it's a sleepy night with not many people in the stands, but this is a really important game. Very important game. You're talking about two teams fighting for home playoff positions. Uh, this game has a huge... Uh, huge value in terms of the league standings and what this will do for these two teams uh it's interesting to me to see uh such a fight um and it's a good thing to see the fight of the teams in the top four you talk about 11 6 and 6 12 4 and 8 uh loose city 10 7 5 right there with an opportunity to be at the top of the table uh so charleston young team uh but very enthusiastic and obviously well coached it'll be interesting to see what they can do tonight at Lynn family stadium yeah it's a very competitive eastern conference it's also a very competitive league league overall there's not really any team that's running away with it right now case in point pittsburgh in first place in the east they're tied for first overall with sacramento out west they lead the western conference on 44 points as well so really george we've said it through the pregame already but despite the three-game losing streak a couple of weeks ago everything's on the table for loose city right now with a lot of soccer left to be played over the course of the rest of this season it is very much they are very capable, I would say, of challenging for that top spot in both the Eastern Conference and the overall league, despite the struggles they've had this year. I have to agree. You know, as we get later into the season, each game is going to become more and more important, uh, and every point matters here. Uh, so it's like you said, this is a huge game, and uh, it'll be interesting to see how this game plays out. Starting lineups and kickoff are next. Louisville City against the Charleston Battery here on ESPN Louisville. Listening to Louisville City FC pre-match coverage on ESPN Louisville. Now live from Lynn Family Stadium. Here's Jeff Milby and Casey Whitfield. Tonight's starting lineups brought to you by Breeze Airways. We begin with Louisville City. No changes for the second consecutive game. The same starting 11 for three straight games for head coach Danny Cruz. They include Oliver Zimla, who now holds the rookie shutout record for goalkeepers in USL Championship history after he posted his 11th in the victory over Tulsa last weekend. Back five in front of him, Amadou Dia, the left wing back. Wes Sharpie, Sean Tosh, and Kyle Adams. Not in that particular order. Adams will line up on the left. They are the three center backs. And then Oscar Jimenez is the right wing back. In the midfield, Tyler Gibson, Elijah Winder, and Rasmus Tellefson. And then the attacking pair, Cameron Lancaster, who has scored in back-to-back games, along with Brian Ownby. 
Louisville wearing purple at home, their traditional colors, purple shirts, shorts, and socks, and they are moving from right to left in this first half. Oliver Zimla defending the Estopinal in goal. We are underway, by the way. Charleston in possession. We'll bring you their starting lineup as we go on. A ball into the box from Charleston, hooked away by Sean Tosh. Comes out into the middle of the field to Emilio Icaza, and Charleston continues here. Chris Allen, a looping ball into the box towards Augustine Williams, headed away by Kyle Adams. Derek Dodson brings it down. His shot is well wide in the end from the inside right at the top of the box. Dodson tried to hit it on the bounce and did not get it on target. For Charleston, just one change for their head coach, Ben Pierman, from their one nothing loss to Oakland in their last game. Trey Muse, a Louisville native, former male high school player, starts in goal for the 24th time this year. The defenders in front of him, Declan Wynn, Juan Sebastian Palma, Leland Archer, and Derek Dodson, the player just that just had the shot. In the midfield, it's Chris Allen, Emilio Ikaza, Pierre Reedy, and Nick Markanich, and then a pair of forwards, Beto Avila, a 22-year-old, and Augustine Williams, who we mentioned in the open of the broadcast, a lethal goal scorer. He scored nine times this season to lead this team. He's also scored 62 career USL goals over eight seasons, the 26-year-old. Charleston tonight wearing a change uniform, all orange on the road. Typically, they wear black and gold vertical stripes tonight, all orange, a darker orange color. Orange shirts, shorts, and socks with dark black numerals and trim. They are moving from left to right in the first half. Trey Muse, their goalkeeper, standing in front of the goal in the waterfront end to our left. It's a throw for Louisville City. Almost exactly two minutes into the game, Oscar Jimenez has the throw on the far side the right, about five yards into the attacking half. He stands with the ball over his head, throws it into Elijah Winder, who brings it down in a crowd, does well, plays it forward to Lancaster on the right wing. Lancaster turns, tries to play it into the middle to Brian Ombi. Excuse me, it's cut out there by Charleston, but then Oscar Jimenez is able to recover. Only for a moment, though, as he plays it right into a feet of, the feet of a Charleston player. Charleston trying to break through Augustine Williams. A challenge comes in from Tyler Gibson. No foul call, and Louisville comes away with the ball. Here comes Ombi charging down the middle, attacking half. Left side, outside of the box is Amadou Dia. Ball on the ground to the D, and a foul goes against Louisville in the penalty area. Brian Ombi, I believe, called for the fouls. He tangled up with Leland Archer, the captain, along the back line for Charleston. It gives a free kick to the visitors here. A little bit hectic to start the game, but it's nice to see Brian Ombi getting the ball, facing forward, running at the back four. Uh, unlucky on the foul, but it's nice to see that early on. Charleston goes long into the Louisville defensive half. Sharpie with a header forward to Rasmus Tellefson, who clips it forward toward Lancaster. Archer there, though, for Charleston. But then Charleston turns it back to Louisville City. Oscar Jimenez with another, another interception in the center circle. Wide left it goes. Dia inside left. Winder back to Dia. Wide left in the attacking half. Tried to nutmeg Derek Dodson. Couldn't quite pull it off. Forward it goes to Beto Avila for Charleston. Dodson forward to Augustine Williams. He touches it off to Nick Markanich. Markanich back into the midfield to Chris Allen, a player who joined from Memphis last season. Allen goes wide left, and now down the far side, here's Reedy. One of the changes of the starting lineup. He's just outside the Louisville City box, defended there by Sean Tosh. Tosh goes to the ground, no foul. Reedy into the box. Markanich, and a sliding challenge from Sharpie to deny Nick Markanich the scoring opportunity. Sharpie comes away with the ball, gets it out of the area to Oscar Jimenez on the far right side. He hits it long over the top. No one able to get there. Muse on the end of it for Charleston out of his box, the goalkeeper. But an early chance there, and really the best chance of the game, four minutes in for Charleston there, George. Yeah, Reedy was 
some really good movement coming forward and then running into the space behind Tosh. Wins a duel. Really big tackle from West Sharpie to stop that chance. Charleston with it along the back line. Archer, the right center back, goes to the left center back. That is Palma. Palma goes wide left to Declan Wynn, the former Detroit City player. And another turnover for Charleston. Oscar Jimenez once again coming away with a loose ball. Plays it forward to Lancaster. Challenge comes in, knocks it off of his feet, and Charleston takes it away. Reedy on the far side left. Forward to Augustine Williams, holding it up. Tries to tap it back into the middle. They do really well to keep possession alive. It's Ikaza in the center circle. He tries to go wide right to Derek Dotson, but the ball too far out in front. It's a throw to Louisville City on the near side. The left in the defensive half, about 20 yards shy of the midfield stripe. Not a lot of flow right now to the game early on here, George. No, yeah, like I said, it's been a little bit hectic. What you can see from Charleston is that when they win it, they're looking to go straight into Augie Williams up top. Uh, he's doing a really good job of holding the ball up. Ball over the top and a good one from Kyle Adams looking for Brian Ombi, who was onside, but Ombi just couldn't control the ball. He was one-on-one with the goalkeeper, Muse, who came out of his area to do some defensive work there. But a good thought there from Kyle Adams, the newcomer along the back line who joined from San Diego a couple of weeks ago, and he starts his third consecutive game in purple tonight for Louisville City. Back with Charleston, the ball along the uh, in between the center backs, rather, is Ikaza in the midfield. He drops it off back to Archer, the right center back, and now the left center back is Palma under some pressure from Lancaster. Forward in the middle is Allen in the defensive half for Charleston. He goes over the top, Reedy making the run. Zimla well out of his box, and he hits it high into the air just to get it out of trouble in front of Reedy. Tosh brings it down on the far sideline. He clears it further forward. One in the midfield by Brian Ombi in the air. Touches it down to Elijah Winder, and here comes Louisville City. Tellefson in the center circle. Wide right in the attacking half is Jimenez. Time and space. Instead, he'll switch fields, though, from right to left, wing back to wing back. Jimenez to Dia here. Middle of the field, inside left is Tellefson. 45 yards from goal. Tellefson dribbling in. Plays it wide right to Brian Ombi, who's got his heels on the far sideline. Ombi thinking about a cross. Here it comes in toward the near post. Headed high into the air by Palma. A second header there by Ikaza of Charleston to get it out of danger, but Louisville retains possession at the midfield stripe with West Sharpie under some pressure from Augustine Williams. Left side, it goes to Adams. Inside left, further forward is Elijah Winder on his right foot. Clips it over the top, into the box. Brian Obi chests it down. Obi on the end line. He just tried to sort of clip it over the top of the goalkeeper, but it did take a deflection. It went behind, but it was deflected by Charleston. It'll be a vi-fi corner for Louisville City from the far side, their right. I love that ball from Elijah Winder. Pretty clever. Just placed it right over the center back. Brian Obi, I thought he was going to head it down for Cam running into the box, but I don't think he thought that he was there in time. So not a bad touch from Brian, and now we get a corner kick. First corner of the game for either team, and again, it's for Louisville City, a I-5 corner from the far side, the Louisville right. It's going to be an foot of Oscar Jimenez here. He's got Rasmus Tellefson with him as a short option if he wants it. Several Lot. players to aim at in the box here. Yeah, lots of good options in the box. Here comes the near post. Tosh just missed his header. Win headed it behind for Charleston. It's going to be another corner kick for Louisville City. Sean Tosh wearing the captain's armband tonight once again for Lou City. Was the target there at the near post. Just beaten to the ball by the South African Declan Win. Another Vi-Fi corner. Again from the far side, the right. Again an in-swinger off the left foot of Jimenez who stands over it. He's got Tellefson on the inline and also Dia playing short. Here it comes into the box towards the penalty spot, headed high into the air by Archer for Charleston. Out of the box on the left side, Ombi is chasing it. He's going to let it roll past the sideline for a Louisville throw. You can see the value that Jimenez brings on the field, being able to serve both left and right foot. Uh, it's pretty, pretty special. Seven and a half minutes gone in this game. Again before a lower-than-average crowd at Lynn Family Stadium on a Wednesday night school night. 
but they've had a little bit to cheer about, and they've made some noise so far tonight. Long throw setting up here for Louisville City. It's going to be Dia to take it. Long run up to the sideline. He throws it into the box towards Tosh, and it's just over Tosh's head. It's headed behind by Palma. It'll be another Vi-Fi corner for Louisville City, this time from the near side, the left. Just over the head of Tosh there by about an inch, it looked like. Yeah. Got to take advantage of these set pieces, especially so many in such little time. Louisville very much with momentum right now. It's going to be Oscar Jimenez this time from the near side to take it with his right foot. Once again, an in-swinging ball. Two players in the six-yard box, Sharpie and Lancaster. Four other players just outside of it. Here's the ball in from the Wi-Fi corner towards Kyle Adams. A looping header goes over the bar and behind. Muse watched it the whole way. It's going to be a goal kick to the Charleston battery. Mentioned on the first corner, it's a lot of targets in the box for Jimenez. Talk about the three center backs, not only that, but Elijah Winder standing tall in there. And you know how lethal of a goal scorer that Cameron Lancaster is. Yeah, Kyle Adams, the new addition we should mention, listed at six foot. Maybe a little bit taller than that. 26-year-old, he scored four times in his career. This is his sixth season out of San Diego State. He's played his entire career at the USL level. So not necessarily a lethal goal scorer as a defender, but another big option in the box on set pieces. Definitely has a presence. Goal kick taken by Muse, the goalkeeper for Charleston. Hit long into the attacking half for Charleston, where it's headed by Sharpie for Louisville. Clipped forward by Dodson on the end of the header. Here's a header from Adams, the player we were just speaking about. Dodson back at midfield, clips into the middle to Ikaza, and Charleston settles. Ikaza forward inside right. It goes to Avila. Middle of the field to Williams. He's hustled away from the ball by Tyler Gibson. Here comes Louisville City. Winder through to Ownby, who had plenty of space to run into, but just too far out in front. If that ball had been a little bit more pinpoint, Ownby would have been in one-on-one with the goalkeeper there. Yeah. Yeah, I know he wants that one back. He tries to go over the top of the back four. Uh, would have been even better if he could have kept that on the deck right into Brian's stride. Closing in on the 10-minute mark of the first half. Louisville has had the better chances, but still 0-0 our score. Ball forward for Charleston. Brought down by Reedy. In the box on the left side. Defended by Jimenez. Reedy spins. Now plays it out wide left to Declan Wynn. Looking to put in a, left ha- a left-footed cross. Here it comes toward the penalty spot. Stabbed away by Adams for Louisville City. Brought down by Allen in the midfield for Charleston. He plays it wide left to Wynn. And the attack's still on for the battery here. Inside left, Allen once again. A left-footed midfielder. Into the center circle. It goes to the right center back. Archer under pressure from Lancaster. Who is charging in on his hip. And he plays it back to the goal keeper Muse now along the back line with Palma the left center back and he returns it to Archer the right center back in the defensive half here Lancaster coming forward once again with pressure he goes across to Palma now wide left it goes to win in the defensive half forward on the inside left is Markinich he's able to turn on Gibson not once but twice dribbles into the attacking half plays it down the far sideline for Reedy Reedy touches it to keep it in field defended there by Sean Tosh but the flag goes up offside against Pierre Reedy again a newcomer to the starting lineup and also a relatively inexperienced player this year and for his career, frankly. A 25-year-old out of Pennsylvania. He's in his first season with Charleston after playing with Real Salt Lake's organization the last couple of seasons, including time last year with Real Monarchs and MLS Next Pro. He's only played nine appearances in the USL for this season. So a player that is low on experience both in his career and this year, and he gets a start tonight for Charleston. Charleston back with the ball. Ball through for Williams. Zimla out of his box. He'll clear it up ahead down the middle of the field and out for a Charleston throw on the near side, the right. But another searching ball through, and Oliver Zimla, the rookie goalkeeper out of Marshall for Louisville City, had to be alert out 
out of his box once again. Yeah, that was a clever ball there. Uh, Augie was on to it. It's really good recognition from Simley to just come out of his box and eat that up. Louisville wins the ball from the throw, and they draw a foul. Lancaster had it. Was trying to bounce off a couple of defenders, and the referee tonight blew the foul. That referee is Brandon Stevis, by the way. Fans hoping for a yellow card for Avila, who was standing over the free kick position, arguing his point. And some fans on the near sideline especially arguing that should be a delay of game and potentially a yellow card. But Stevis, the referee, just comes over and gives a word of warning. And it's a fifth-third free kick to Louisville City. Tellison hits it backward on the ground in the defensive half to Adams. Now Sharpie, middle of the three center backs. Tellison plays a wide right to Tosh. Miss hit from Tosh. Reedy chasing it down. Tosh, though, shields him away from the ball and recovers it. Wide right to Jimenez. Inside right it goes to Gibson. Forward wide right. Ownby in the attacking half. Ownby battling with a Charleston player. Physical challenge and a foul called. And it's going to be, or is it just a throw? It is just a throw to Louisville City, I believe. No, it is a foul. Fifth third free kick to the boys in purple on the far side, the right, about eight yards into the attacking half near that far sideline. Physical battle between Ownby and a Charleston defender there. Really good ball from Chantos. Change of point of attack all the way to Dia. And it's into Winder now, just outside of the box on the left. Winder has to turn, plays it in the backward in the middle of the field to Tellefson. Now further backward to Adams, who's in the attacking half. The center back turns with his preferred left foot, plays it into the middle to Sharpie in the defensive half under some pressure from Williams of Charleston. Now Adams, he's chased down by Avila, but recovers really well, Kyle Adams. Great hustle from him. Gets the ball off to Amadou Dia on the near sideline in the attacking half. Touching the ball forward at a walking pace. Inside left, Elijah Winder turns against Ikaza. Winder does really well physically. 1-2 between Winder and Ownby, but Markinich takes it away from Winder. The ball just a little bit behind the young Elijah. Ball forward towards Walt Williams from Charleston. Knocked away by Sharpie, the center back for Louisville City. Goes to Adams. He tries to play it forward, and it's out for a Charleston throw on the near side, the right. couple of good little moments between Ownby and Elijah Winder. They've just not quite been able to click, but they, the, the ideas are there, George, I would say. Yeah, I have to agree. Elijah Winder's showing really good strength to hold the player off, confident under pressure. And then you keep seeing Brian in different spaces. One time you see him out wide. Next you see him in the middle of the field trying to combine with Winder. So... That movement is really good. Here's Lancaster in the box across the face of goal to Ownby, but the flag is up before Ownby could even attempt to put the ball on goal. Flag goes up, whistle goes. It's an offside against Cameron Lancaster. And very fortunate for Charleston that he was in an offside position because had the whistle not gone, Brian Ownby was unmarked at the back post for an easy tap-in. I think he lays out for that one if he's not offside. It's good play from Cam. I'm sure that was really close. 14 minutes, 15 seconds on the clock, counting upward in the first half. 0-0, our score. Charleston with the ball from a free kick after that offside call. They have it along their back line with Wynn, the left back in the middle of the field. It goes to Allen, who's dropped deep, deep as a midfielder. Archer returns it to Allen on the inside left in the defensive half. He picks up his head, hits it over the top of his left foot, bounces once. Zemla once again off of his line, out of his area, heads it forward, where it's brought down by Gibson. Wide right, it goes to Jimenez. He goes down under a challenge as he gets the pass off. No foul called. It's a turnover. Here's Charleston with Avila, middle of the field, 30 yards from goal. Bearing in on Louisville's box. Avila checked by Gibson. He plays it backward to Ikaza. Ikaza ball in the air to the left side. The Reedy flag goes up against Charleston this time. So a pair of offside calls against Charleston, one against Louisville. And this one will give Louisville a fifth-third free kick in their box just to the right side of it, just past the quarter-hour mark of the game. That's two offsides from Charleston, both by Reedy. But you can see his enthusiasm to get in behind, something that Tosh is going to have to be careful of. Uh, young player, and he likes to run in behind, so uh, can't give him too much space to be able to run on the things. Yeah, Pierre Reedy again. 
just in his second year as a pro out of Penn State, getting a start tonight. Here comes Louisville forward with Dia to Lancaster outside of the box on the left side. He's shoved from behind by Archer, and it's a foul. Fifth third free kick to Louisville City outside of the Charleston box. This is not going to be a situation where you expect someone to put the shot on target here because it's to the left side of the box by about eight yards. But it'll set up for a nice set piece and an opportunity for somebody to put the ball in the box looking for a teammate here, George. I'm actually a little bit surprised that Lancaster didn't try to get the the spot a little closer to the 18 so that it could have a shot on target. Uh, But as we've talked about, Oscar Jimenez, both service, so... I'd imagine he's going to whip this one in on goal with pace. Yeah, Lancaster so close on this field a couple of weeks ago. Hit it off the crossbar from a dead ball situation. Two players standing over this fifth third free kick for Louisville City. Jimenez and Tellefson. Tellefson raises his arm. He fakes at it. Here's Jimenez. Clips it high into the air to the back post, and it's over everyone's head and behind. It's going to be a goal kick to the Charleston Battery. Decent idea on the ball. Had a good shape to it, but just really overhit it there, Oscar did. And nobody could, nobody in, on Louisville City's team or, frankly, on the field was tall enough to get up and get that ball. Yeah, a little bit lack of execution there. I'd imagine he wanted to get that on target so that if there wasn't a touch, it could go on the net. But uh, unlike, un, not what we expect from Oscar. So far tonight, we've played nearly 17 minutes as Charleston is setting up for this goal kick. Charleston with 65% possession. And as Trey Muse hits it long down the middle, the goalkeeper for Charleston towards Reedy. One-on-one with Tosh. Tosh gets the better of Reedy, touches it back to Zimla, the goalkeeper, and he'll hit it long. Louisville City's goalkeeper high into the air to the far sideline towards Oscar Jimenez. It's out for a Charleston throw on the far side to the left. That's also been a theme, George, over the last couple of weeks with this winning streak in the new formation. The last two games, each wins, Louisville has conceded possession. Uh, they had 33% of the ball against Tulsa, 32% of the ball against Indy, both in victories. So seemingly part the new game plan for Danny Cruz is to not necessarily win the possession battle for Louisville City. Yeah, in this system, it doesn't seem as if they're too worried about where they win the ball. Uh, And if it is, it's in wide areas, as opposed to in the past, they're looking to press and press the ball high. Uh, Much more comfortable in a shape with this system. Uh, Confident that getting players behind the ball, keeping the ball going around, it's very clear from Louisville City in terms of what they're trying to do defensively. Louisville won the ball back. They were trying to work some combinations with Lancaster and Telefon it was cleared away by Archer out for a Louisville throw on the far side the right in the attacking half for Lou City. Jimenez to take it. 18 minutes gone and a 0-0 game. The end line it goes to Ownby, defended by two Charleston players. He still gets the cross away into the six-yard box, but no one chasing it in purple and Trey Muse off of his line to make a comfortable catch. Mention Muse, a Louisville native, played three years at Mail High School before joining the Seattle Sounders Academy, went to Indiana in college, and he comes from a soccer family. His father, Dave, Played at the University of Kentucky, where he was uh, an acclaimed player and was also the Kentucky High School Player of the Year in his youth. Here's a foul in the center circle against Louisville City. It'll give Charleston a free kick in the center circle in a defensive half of and actually just a drop ball from the referee. And Charleston will continue this possession. Icaza, though, gives it away right into the feet of Oscar Jimenez, and Louisville takes over. Back it goes to Tosh. Middle of the field now in the defensive half is Tellefson. Backward into the center of the three center backs, Sharpie. Diagonal ball to the near sideline. Dia, he brings it down nicely at the midfield strike. Forward to Elijah Winder in the attacking half. He turns well on Dodson, plays it through to Dia. Well done by Winder. Here's Dia in the box on the left side. Hamadou Dia continues, puts it in toward Winder, hooked away by a Charleston defender. It'll fall to Avila, and he'll play it forward to Allen to get it out of trouble. Allen on the near sideline. 
defended closely by Elijah Winder. Allen drifting backward. Plays it to Dodson inside left. Further it goes forward to Market, and she's drifting toward his own box, though under pressure from Gibson. Gets the pass away to the far side. That is Wynn. Now back to Palma. He hits it forward out of danger towards Reedy near midfield. Tosh right in his back pocket, but Reedy able to get the pass away, and now Louisville dropping back after trying to win the ball back for the last couple of moments. Great composure by Charleston here, George, under that pressure from Louisville City. Yeah, like you said, dropping back to get behind the ball. Uh, you see some slight moments of trying to get pressure to the ball. Oscar trying to jump out. Dia trying to jump out. Uh, but pretty good composure from Charleston to push Louisville City back and maintain possession. Charleston with it now with Ikaza playing on the left side. Middle of the field, Allen still in the defensive half. Gibson charging forward with pressure. Now it goes to Archer along the back line. He plays a long ball down the inside right channel over the head of Williams. Headed by Sharpie forward to Tellison, and he touches it back to Tosh. And Louisville takes over just past the 20-minute mark in a 0-0 game. But Louisville has looked the better of the two teams so far and has certainly had the better scoring chances. Gibson in the center circle for Louisville City. Wide left it goes to Kyle Adams at the midfield stripe. The left-footed player touches it into the attacking half at a walking pace under a Challenge from Avila. Whistle goes and a foul. And a fifth third free kick to Lou City. Taken quickly by Adams on the ground to the near side. Dia in the attacking half. Dia hooking in a ball towards Cameron Lancaster. Stabbed away by Archer. Falls to Gibson near midfield. He can't control it in a battle with Markinich. Tug of the jersey. No foul called against Gibson. Markinich gets the pass away to Ikaza. Forward on the ground it goes to Williams. Holding it up against Sharpie. Backward to Allen in the defensive half on the inside right. He'll pick up his head. Play a long diagonal switch fields toward Reedy. He can't find it though. Jimenez does and heads it in the middle of the field to Tosh to applause from some of the fans watching on the near sideline, uh, applauding the effort defensively of Louisville City. Yeah, it's good recognition from Oscar, not just to head it out of bounds, but try to knock it down to a teammate so that Louisville City can maintain possession. Good shape, good positioning. Adams forward, Lancaster knocked it down to Gibson, went to Dia on the near side, a collision between Dia and Dotson, and a foul called against Louisville's Dia, and it'll give Charleston a free kick here. By the way, for Amadou Dia, this tonight is his 150th USL appearance. He's a ninth-year pro, joined Louisville City last year, spent time previously in the USL with a number of teams, including Phoenix Rising, where he was their defender of the year a couple of times, went deep in the playoffs, played against Lou City in the 2018 USL Cup Final, and is now with Louisville City in a milestone moment for him tonight, 150 appearances in the league. He wins the ball here. Amadou Dia plays it forward to Elijah Winder. Good turn from Winder once again. Tellison forward to Dia. Dia puts the ball into the box towards Lancaster, just in front of him by about two yards. All the way to the far side of the box where Muse runs off of his line to pick it up. But once again, little moments from Elijah Winder showing skill on the ball, more skill on the ball than I think we've seen in a game from him um, over, over the last few moments in this game, George. I've been impressed. Showing skill, showing confidence, uh, being able to control the ball and play under pressure. Very impressive in the early parts of this game. Not only that, but his uh, willingness to try to play forward, not settling for playing backwards or playing square. In that number 10 position, that's been a, a missing link for Louisville City is a player in the 10 that can turn, get the ball in the half turn, and play forward. And that's what we're seeing tonight. Louisville with the ball with Jimenez on the far right side. Through to Ombi down the far sideline. He's going to get there. He's going to be onside. Outside of the box. Ombi dribbling in. Cleared off of his feet by the center back Palma. It's out for a Louisville City throw on the far side of the right in their attacking half near the final third. It's hard to, easy to forget rather that Elijah Winder just turned 20 back in March. He's been around for a couple of years now but still growing into the game and growing into himself. Here's Kyle Adams. He has a hit from 25 yards. It was blocked immediately by the defender Allen who was on him. Kyle Adams 30 yards forward past the midfield stripe and thought about having a hit from distance, but it was closed down quickly by Allen out for a Louisville throw on the near side of the left. 
you know, back to Elijah Winder, you talk about him seeming like he's been here for a while. Our first academy signing uh, had a horrible leg injury, and now to see him bounce back, uh, see him in the team consistently now after the last couple of games, uh, seeing the success of his brother, I'm sure that's playing a role in some of his confidence and what he's striving to achieve. Ball hit forward by Louisville and out for a Charleston throw on the near side the right. For Winder, this is the 41st appearance of his career with Louisville City in his fourth season. And he's certainly taken a step forward this year. This is the 18th game he's played in this year out of those 41. And his ninth start. And he scored once this year. He had an assist last week against FC Tulsa. And right now on the field, number 23, brimming with confidence, as is this Louisville team on the heels of a two-game winning streak. Winder with the pressure here to win a throw for his team after the Charleston throw. So Louisville with the throw on the near side of the left just in front of Danny Cruz and the Louisville City bench. It's Kyle Adams to take it into the air, into the attacking half. Flicked on by Ombi down the near sideline. Can Dia get there? He can. Keeps it in play. Amadou Dia gets to the end line. Picks up his head. Cuts it across. Trying to get past the defender. He goes down. No foul. It was Dodson doing the defending. Dodson clears it away. Picked up by Adams in the attacking half. The attack's still on. Ombi wide left. On the ground in the middle of the field. 30 yards from goal is Tellefson. Moving from left to right. Tellefson on the ground to Gibson. Tried to play it first time to Lancaster. Just a poor pass cut out there by Ikaza. But Louisville's able to recover. Tellefson sticks out a leg and wins the ball back. Loose ball. Will it fall to Winder? Archer clears it away. Reedy brings it down for Charleston. Ikaza middle of the field trying to get out of pressure here. Charleston Williams. Williams does well. Turns. Plays it through to Reedy. Sliding challenge from Tosh. It ricochets off of Reedy and it'll go all the way to the Louisville box where the goalkeeper Zimla will bring it down. Louisville doing a great job here, George of cutting out any counterattacking opportunities that Charleston has had. They were really trying there to break, but Louisville was able to interfere and get in the way. Yeah, big critical moment there from Tosh. As we know, with the three center backs, we, we feel safe. Here's a turnover. Gibson gives it away, but the flag goes up. And good for Louisville City that it did. Hearts stopping around Lynn Family Stadium there. Gibson gave it away in the middle of the field to Markinich. He played it through to Augustine Williams, who was unmarked in the Louisville box, but he was in an offside position. Flag goes up immediately. Fifth third free kick to Louisville City. They hit along near midfield. Dia heads it forward to Winder. Winder middle of the field. Ombi in the attacking half. Moving in toward the box. Winder loses his footing a bit. Uh, I beg your pardon, Ombi does. But he's able to recover. Plays it back to Tellison. Now Tosh to the right of the center circle in the attacking half. Touching it forward. Williams near him. Plays it down the far side line from Jimenez. He can get there against Wynn. Checks it into Ombi. Ombi's crossed. The Lancaster knocked away by Archer. Falls to Allen to clear it away for Charleston. His clearance to midfield where it's tucked down by Toach. Gibson to Tellefson. Tellefson, Lancaster top of the box. Tried to turn onto his right foot. Knocked off of his feet. Gibson recovers though. Tellefson through to Dia. Dia clips it high into the air. Over the head of Elijah Winder. Through the feet of Wynn. Jimenez into the box. Cut out there by Allen. And that clearance will go past the far sideline for a Louisville throw. Louisville really knocking on the door right now. Excellent job from Louisville City. It seems as if they pinned him in. Uh, they seem to get a nick. They seem to break up the attack, and Louisville City's right there to pick it up and recreate another chance. Really good. You can see Dia and Jimenez both high up the field. Uh, it's really good for Louisville City right now. Rain starting to come down to Lynn Family Stadium. It's... Lancaster top of the box on his left foot turns and has a hit with his less preferred left and that was well off target in the end a little one-two combination uh, that Dia was looking for Dia continuing his run in front of Lancaster but Lancaster turned on his left foot and had a hit 
And it's out for a goal kick to Charleston. 27 minutes nearly gone by. 26.50 on the clock counting upward. 0-0 our score. But Louisville City starting to turn the screw a little bit in this game. They've had a couple of shots so far. Two, in fact. None of them on target. But a number of decent half chances to this point in the game. Again, in a game pitting number two versus number four in the east. Charleston number two on the road tonight. Louisville City could jump to third. Tie themselves with Tampa with a victory this evening. Here comes Charleston forward, but they give it away. Tosh steps in to win the ball. Forward it goes to Elijah Winder, 30 yards from goal. He'll have a hit. It's a decent effort, but it's wide. Trying to aim for that top corner. Muse might have had it covered, but he looked like Winder, like he was able to keep it under the bar, just couldn't get it on target. It's a fine balance between getting too antsy and taking your chances. I kind of like the, the two efforts from Cam and, and Elijah. It's been a lot of half chances, as you mentioned. So it's nice to see the guys trying to get some shots on target, try to test Muse out to see, uh, keep him honest. So Muse will have this goal kick. He waves everyone forward. Does have one short option, and that's Palma if he would like it. Palma, the left of the center backs. Juan Sebastian Palma, a Colombian, 24 years of age. His first season in the U.S. after playing five years in his native Colombia. Muse hits it long on the goal kick. Williams does well to bring it down, touches it to Markinich under pressure from Winder. Markinich able to shield Winder off the ball, plays it back to Palma, the player we were just speaking about. Wide left, it goes to Declan Wynn in the attacking half. Left back, coming forward with time and space. Wide left further, it goes to Reedy outside of the box, looking to put it across. Instead, steps on the ball, plays it backward to Wynn. Wynn backward further to Ikaza on the inside left. Ikaza dribbling forward, defended by Ownby. He turns and plays it backward to Palma. Palma, ball on the ground, wide left to Wynn once again. Touching it forward on the far sideline. Inside left, Ikaza. Defended by Tellefson. Ikaza turns, wide left to Wynn. Wynn dribbling forward down that far sideline. Working his way toward the corner flag. Sliding challenge from Ownby. Out for a Charleston throw on the far side there left in their attacking final third. It looks from here that Ownby earned the, the throw. Good tackle from him. You can see him as one of the two that he's all the way back defending. Uh, exactly what you want to see. Going to be Wynn to take the throw on the far side the left for Charleston. 29 minutes gone by in a 0-0 game. Went into Williams, touches it down. The center forward drifted to the left there. Played it in on the ground to the middle to Allen. He has to run about 20 yards to find the ball. Winder step for step with him. Allen on the ball now, drifting backwards into his own half. Further backward it goes to Archer. And he has to turn and hit it to the goalkeeper, Muse, who's standing in the D of his own box. Now to the left side of the box, Palma returns it to Muse. Ownby coming forward to try and force Muse to act. He hits it in the air to the near side to Dodson. Awkward touch as it bounces off of Dodson's foot. Big collision between Dia and Dodson. And a foul called against Amadou. It's going to be a foul, a uh, free kick rather, for Charleston here. Took an awkward bounce off of Dodson's foot. Dia jumped in the air to try and win it in the air. And he's called for being on the back of Dodson there. Yeah, a little bit clumsy, I think, from Dia. Not a great ball from Muse. I think he was trying to go uh, over the top, but he ends up spooning one kind of out wide for Dotson. Uh, unlucky, I think. Again, the rain coming down. We expected it. We talked about it a little bit in the pregame, George, as Charleston tries to build out of the back here, but that, that'll just soften up the surface. But how do you think this rain, now that it's coming down, do you think it'll have any impact on this game? Uh, if anything, it's going to get the ball moving a little bit faster. Players need to be sharp, though, not you know any critical moments, trying to play out of the back, uh, understanding the, the ball is going to move a little bit quicker on this surface. And does it also, if you're an attacking player, does that mean you want to take your chances a little bit more with a wet surface, a wet ball, maybe try and get it to bounce on the goalkeeper awkwardly? Absolutely. Keep the ball low, let it skip off of that turf. Uh, as we've said, you know, we mentioned earlier, not very many shots, not very many chances testing the goalkeepers on either side. 
Foul here against Louisville's Elijah Winder for a physical battle with a Charleston player. It's going to give Charleston a free kick in their defensive half on the inside right. 15 yards from midfield at a walking pace now. Ikaza goes back to Archer, now across to Palma in the middle of the field. Palma steps on the ball, plays it back to Archer on the inside right. Again at a walking pace. Archer looking long, hits it a high into the air down the middle of the field. Avila heads it to Augustine Williams. He brings it down nicely. Now, in fact, is Avila on the inside right, dribbling into the Louisville box on his right foot. Still Avila goes, gets to the end line, puts in a cross, a dangerous one. Just knocked out of the six-yard box by Louisville. Falls to Allen outside of the box. Now left it goes to win. He's going to put in a cross. Here it comes, and Zimla makes the catch. Williams was just behind Oliver Zimla, and he made a comfortable catch there. But the service before from Beto Avila was very dangerous, fizzing across the face of Louisville City's goal. Yeah, we talked about how the service can change the game. Really good ball from Avila. Nice low and hard across the box. You never know what can happen or what type of deflection that it can take. Just over 13 minutes to go in the first half, plus stoppage time in a 0-0 game. Ball forward for Charleston. Avila tries to bring it down. He goes down and wants a foul. Referee might be playing advantage here as Markinich brought it down for Charleston. He's 30 yards from goal, middle of the field. Wide left that goes backwards a bit as well to win. Middle of the field now, Allen on his left foot. Allen turns, plays it wide left to win once again. He's got time and space to touch it forward. Ownby now steps to him. Wide left to Reedy. His cross, a good one over the head of Williams. Hooked away by Dia. Falls to Ikaza. Thought about having a hit from 25 yards. Gives it up to Allen just outside of the box on the left. Allen, wide left to Reedy once again. He dribbles infield. Jimenez goes to the ground. He drops it up back to Allen. Allen's cross blocked by Ownby. Ownby trying to keep it alive on the end line. He turns and hits it out for a Charleston throw. Great hustle and intensity from Brian Ownby there. The throw to Charleston in their attacking final third. You can see the desire from Ombi. He's playing as a striker, and he's defending in wide areas, trying to help his teammates. Uh, 1.5, they call it. You know, help your brother plus do uh, half his job. Here's Williams outside of the box on the left. Touched off of his feet by Tosh. It'll be another Charleston throw on the far side there left. This one a little bit further forward in the attacking final third. Nearer the corner flag. It'll be when to take it. Charleston with momentum now, though, with 12 minutes to go in the first half. Ikaza inside left, defended by Gibson and Ownby. Plays it through the feet of Ownby to win. Jimenez steps up, and he has the final touch as it goes out of play once again for another Charleston throw on the far side to Charleston left. Louisville doing a lot of defending right now. They are doing a lot of defending, but hard to break down. You know, once Louisville City gets into their block, uh, gets into their shape. They're making it very difficult for Charleston to create much. Markinich with a cross. He's claiming it took a deflection, and it did as it goes behind into the Estopinal end stands. So it will be a corner kick for the Charleston battery from the far side there left. This will be the first corner of the game for Charleston. The visitors tonight again wearing orange. Moving from left to right in this first half. Louisville moving from right to left. Louisville's had three corners. And again, the first here for Charleston. It's going to be Ikaza standing over it. Emilio Ikaza, 26-year-old. It's going to be an in-swinging ball off of his right foot as he raises his arm into the air. Here's Ikaza's corner high into the air toward the back post, toward Palma, and his header goes behind well wide, and he's called for a foul in the end as, as well as Ownby hit the deck under the challenge from Palma. It's going to be a fifth-third free kick to Louisville City just outside of the six-yard box. Hearing Ombi's name a lot on the defensive end, but can't be upset with it. There he is again, uh, defending well defensively. Didn't win it, but he made it difficult for the opponent and ends up going wide. Brian Ombi, 33 years old. He's battled injury this year. This game tonight is his 18th of the season, his 15th start. He scored twice. He's assisted three times. Just a huge difference maker for this Louisville City team. And when he's healthy, 
you would never know that he's at the advanced age of 33. He's full of energy out there, full of intensity. And we've said his name a lot defensively tonight. That's the case every night, it seems like. Tellison wins the ball here for Louisville City. Winder trying to play it through to Lancaster. Cut out there by Archer. It'll fall to Ikaza for Charleston. Sliding challenge from Gibson. Wins it back for Louisville City. Jimenez back to Gibson. Returns it to Jimenez. Wide right. Trying to return the favor once again as Gibson continued his run forward. But it's too hot off the right foot of Jimenez. Muse off of his line. Slides in to grab the ball in his box. Tyler Gibson doing what he's good at, breaking up plays. Uh, really clever from him to read that pass and almost create a chance for Louisville City. Palma, a long ball over the top, headed by Sharpie down to Gibson. Center circle, Tellison turns, spins, hits it in the air down the far side for Ombi. He's onside. It's with Brian Ombi now outside of the box. Jimenez continues his run in front of him on the overlap. In through to Jimenez in the box. He goes down under a sliding challenge, but win won the ball. No foul. Forward it goes to Reedy outside of the box. Ombi goes to the ground with a sliding challenge. It's out for a Charleston throw. Brian Ombi once again showing his effort there, but he nearly tried to link up with his buddy on the right, Oscar Jimenez, just couldn't quite find that inside channel as Jimenez tried to bend his run into the box. He tries to play in between the center back and the outside back. A really clever ball from him. Almost got there. I don't know if Oscar was trying to draw the penalty, but pretty honest for him to stay on his feet for as long as possible. Rain continuing continuing to come down pretty heavily here as Louisville wins the ball back from that Charleston throw. Lancaster slips on the wet turf, but he's able to recover the ball. Wide right it goes to Ownby outside of the Charleston box. Backward to Jimenez on the right side. Inside right, Tellefson. Turns, plays into the middle, into the center circle. Backward to Sharpie. Forward on the left side is Adams. Further left forward on the left is Dia. Dia returns it to Adams on the inside left. 20 yards past midfield. Forward inside left is Winder. Further forward, Gibson. Wide left now, Dia outside of the box. Look, puts in a cross toward the D. Headed away, uh, cleared away rather by Palma. Brought down by Sharpie. Sharpie gives it away though. Chance for Charleston to break. Three on three right now. Markinich streaming into space into the attacking half. Still with space as Markinich goes on. Outside of the Louisville box. Through to Williams. And he just got the pass all wrong. Went a foot in front of Augustine Williams and then through two Louisville defenders that pass. And it rolls over the end line. And it's out for a Louisville City goal kick. But another counter-attacking opportunity there for Charleston. Louisville a bit lucky to be let off the hook. Yeah, you know, you play so well defensively and then one mistake can punish you. Uh, pretty fortunate that Charleston wasn't able to make much more of that opportunity. Referee blew his whistle for a moment here and he's going to ask Louisville City to retake that goal kick because there was a bottle of water on the field. So this goal kick will happen again for Louisville City. Five shots for Louisville, none on target. One shot for Charleston. It wasn't on target, and the possession numbers have evened up. Charleston with 56% of the ball, but still with the advantage. Louisville coming forward with Winder in the defensive half. Turns, plays it on the left side. Dia in the attacking half. Dribbling forward. Here comes Amadou Dia. Winder continued his run. Outside of the box, Archer got to it first and played it out for a Louisville throw on the near side of the Louisville left in the attacking final third. It's going to be Dia to take the throw, and he might set up for another long one here. He's got Ombi as a short option. Winder as a short option as well. He throws it to Winder on the end line, and it's cleared off of his feet by Avila behind for a Vi-Fi corner kick for Louisville City. From the near side, the left. It'll be the fourth corner of the night for Louisville. You know, you mentioned Charleston as a slight edge in possession, uh, but I must say from visual that it looks like Louisville City is doing more with the ball uh, when they get it and almost possessing it in further up the field uh, in more advanced positions. Most of the crowd with the rain coming down up in the upper sections under the roof, but they're making some noise here for this Vi-Fi corner. In-swinger off the right foot of Jimenez, plays it short to Dia. Here's Dia's cross, high into the air to the back post toward Lancaster. Lancaster's header looping high in the air, and it's over the bar and behind. Tosh tried to keep it alive, tried to bring it down over his shoulder, but it was a couple of yards past the inline at that point, and it's out for a Charleston goal kick. 
just trying move. to switch it up a little bit there, you know. I like the idea. It's a little bit poorly executed. Lancaster was able to get his head to it, though. He was. Just kind of a difficult spot moving away from goal to really get much power on it. And it looped on the bar. It's, it's, it's difficult with the high loopy balls. Uh, it's almost better when you don't have to think about it. It just hits you in the head. Six minutes to go in the first half, plus stoppage time of this scoreless game. Trey Muse, the goalkeeper for Charleston, will hit it in the air from the goal kick at the midfield stripe. Dia with the header for Louisville. It's out for a Charleston throw on the near side. The Charleston right, just a couple of yards past the midfield stripe in front of Danny Cruz and Louisville City's bench. It's going to be Derek Dodson to take the throw. Dodson, another of the former Memphis contingent. Played last season with Memphis under head coach Ben Pierman. He made a brought in a few players that were under his watch at Memphis. Dodson's throw, though, over the top. No one on the end of it in orange, and it bounces into the feet of Oliver Zimley. Plays it forward to Tosh. Tosh, though, gives it up. Reedy with some great hustle to take it away from Sean Tosh, and he keeps it in play, Reedy. Pierre Reedy there, the youngster for Charleston. Into Allen it goes. Now he cons the middle of the fielder in the attacking half. Markinich between two purple jerseys, and Tosh pokes it away. Tellison comes out of the crowd. Through to Ombi. Ombi's on it. Can he dribble through a couple of defenders? Ombi still with it in the attacking half. Gets the pass away toward Lancaster, but it's just behind him. But the referee blows a whistle and a foul. As Ombi was trying to slalom through a few Charleston defenders. His jersey was tugged by Ikaza, and it's going to be a fifth-third free kick to Lou City in the attacking half, about 15 yards past midfield on the inside right. Just We spoke about it earlier, just the critical moments, you know, a little bit casual from Chantos. Seems so steady in the back, but it's just one mistake that can cost the team. Uh, Got to make sure we stay disciplined and don't give anything cheap. Four and a half minutes to go in the first half, plus stoppage time. Louisville has arguably been the better of the two teams, but still without any significant chances. No shots on target to show for it. Here comes into the box, headed away by Charleston. It'll fall to Gibson. He tries to play a long diagonal toward Ombi. Ombi finds it and brings it down. Does really well. Tellison high in the air from his cross toward the back post over everyone's head. It'll check up and stay in play, though. Winder brings it down outside of the box. Touches it to Dia. The attack's still on for Louisville. Back to Elijah Winder on the inside left. Now further backward on the inside left is Kyle Adams near midfield. The center back. Adams on the ground forward to Dia. Plays it into Winder on a first time. Winder pulled from behind by Allen, and that's a foul. So Chris Allen, the the 24-year-old from England, Called for the foul on Winder, the 20-year-old from right here in Louisville. And it's a fifth-third free kick to Lou City in their attacking half on the inside left, really the wide left, about eight yards in from the near sideline, maybe 20 yards upfield from midfield strike. Elijah Winder again showing great strength, trying to hold it up, not playing one time because he's under pressure, uh, but tries to hold it up, earns a foul. A little bit of a retaliation there, but fortunate not to get anything from it. So another fifth-third free kick for Louisville City. This one, an opportunity for Jimenez or maybe Tellison to put it in the box. Jimenez, the right-footed option. Tellison standing over it with his left. Tellison will step to it. Fake. Here's Jimenez. Ball into the box. Muse well off of his line. He punches it wide right. And it'll roll past the inline for a Wi-Fi corner. Trey Muse gambled there, the goalkeeper. And he was able to get to it, but couldn't catch it cleanly. And especially with a wet ball in the rain but was able to punch it out of danger, and it's a Wi-Fi corner to Louisville. I have to say he's done well there. Once you commit yourself to come and get it, you have to get a touch to it, and that's just what he did. Uh, Louisville City corner kick, but well done from Trey Muse. It'll be an in-swinger off the left foot of Jimenez, again with Tellison as a short option on the end line if he wants it. Jimenez raises his arm into the air. Here's the Wi-Fi corner, driven in towards the six-yard box. Winders header over the bar. 
Elijah Winder between two Charleston defenders rose tall and got his head to it, but just couldn't direct it on target, and it's a goal kick to Charleston. Good chance. We spoke about how important set pieces are. Good service from Oscar Jimenez. Not surprised to see Elijah Winder in the mix again. Two minutes to go in the first half plus stoppage time. Louisville with seven shots now. Still none on target. And it's been really an even game, all things considered. But the rain continuing to pour down. Pretty shocking that there's no shots on target for the amount of uh, quality half chances that's been created. I agree. It seems like there have been a number of good opportunities to score. But Louisville and Charleston, for that matter, neither team able to put one on frame to this point. Foul against Louisville here after the restart. It'll give Charleston a free kick. The midfield stripe on the inside right. They played on the ground from Mikasa to Dotson. Now to Archer along the back line. They're moving backwards. Goes to Muse. He's standing in the D. To the left side, Palma, the left center back. Ownby coming forward. Ownby chasing the ball all the way to Muse. Now he returns it to Palma, left side. Ownby still chasing it. Palma wide left to Win. Ownby still chasing it. And Win gets the pass off to Reedy. Reedy trying to turn Tosh. Reedy goes down and he draws a foul. Well done from Reedy. Very well done. Free kick to Charleston on the far sideline. It's been a good battle over there with young Pierre Reedy. Again, a 25-year-old out of Penn State. Playing in just his second year as a pro and his first in the USL with Charleston. Getting a rare opportunity to start tonight, his first start of the season. And he's gone toe-to-toe with the veteran Sean Tosh in a number of instances. And he's had good energy tonight. Good energy, feisty. He's winning his duels against Sean Tosh, uh, which, as we know, is not an easy thing to do. Uh, his ability to run in behind. Uh, he showed some good skill as well. Uh, a player to look out for. Ball back with Louisville. Ball over the top from Adams. Lancaster onside in the box. Lancaster goes for goal. Just couldn't quite bend it inside the far post. Really good opportunity. Lancaster on the left side of the box. Opened up his hips. Hit it with his preferred right foot. Trying to curl it on the ground around Muse. He got it past the goalkeeper. But just missed putting it inside that far post by about... Eight inches, I'll say. Great opportunity for Cameron Lancaster, and he surely thought he'd open the scoring there. Yeah, good ball from Kyle Adams. Cameron Lancaster went with the finesse shot. Uh, Thought he was going to hit it with his laces, but good effort. And there will be no stoppage time. We hit the 45-minute mark, and the referee blows his whistle to end the first half. Had there been stoppage time, it would have been brought to you by the Louisville Muhammad Ali International Airport. But with that... We move to the halftime break. Louisville 0, Charleston 0 in a battle of two of the top four teams in the Eastern Conference on a rain-soaked night as it has turned out to be at Lynn Family Stadium. An intriguing first half, though, despite the lack of goal scoring. The Breeze Airways halftime report comes your way next. Louisville City Soccer here on ESPN 680 and 105.7. the Louisville City FC Halftime Report, right here on ESPN Louisville. Now, live from Lynn Family Stadium, here's Jeff Milby and Casey Whitfield. Listen up, fans. When Louisville City wins this season, you also win. Lou City has partnered with Wendy's to give you a free small frosty if the boys in purple win. 
No purchase is necessary. The offer valid the day after a win. Head to any participating Louisville area Wendy's location to redeem. Welcome into the Breeze Airways halftime report. Breeze Airways, nice, new, and nonstop. That's the Breeze way. It is scoreless between Louisville City and the Charleston Battery on this Wednesday night USL championship tilt between two of the top four teams in the Eastern Conference. I'm Jeff Milby, former Louisville City star George Davis the fourth, alongside. And George, a good first half despite the lack of shots on target, despite the lack of goals on the board. Louisville City with more chances than Charleston in the first half. Charleston had a few, to be fair, but Louisville was the better team, I think. And they continue to play well under this new style, in this new formation. Just need to find maybe one final ball to unlock this Charleston defense. And certainly Lancaster was inches away from opening the scoring there with the final act of the first half. A good first half, all in all, from Louisville City. I'd have to agree. Overall, really good half from Louisville City. Uh, I feel like the chances that uh, Charleston, or half chances that Charleston were able to create came from Louisville City's own mistakes uh, or little half chances that uh, came from uh, being a little bit too deep. So it's nice to see Cameron Lancaster getting involved in the final third. One player I've been really impressed with through the first half is Elijah Winder. Uh, his ability to hold the ball, he's showing great strength, confidence, and the best thing for me is that he, he wants to play forward. He wants to get on the turn. He wants to try to slip Cam, slip Brian into good spaces. Uh, and then he's getting on the end of things as well. So seven shots for Louisville City, none on target. Uh, but four of those in the box, you have to expect that Louisville City uh, is going to get one here sooner or later. Yeah, Elijah Winder really caught the eye in that first half for a lot of reasons because he's a young player, growing in confidence. It's his third straight start with this same starting 11 group. He scored two games ago against Indy 11. He had an assist last game against FC Tulsa, the 20-year-old academy product. You can just see him building more and more, really on a week-by-week basis. The confidence is growing, and that was on display. You mentioned in the first half his ability to to be able to turn players, have those little moments where he shows off the clever touches, has the one-two combinations with his teammates. Really encouraging to see him have so much success in that first half uh, from, again, this attacking midfield position in the new formation. Well, if you watched him over the years in training, you would see and know what he's capable of. Uh, But it's very tough for players when they're young. They're coming into an environment where they get 10 minutes here, 15 minutes there, and you feel like that's your moment. That's your only chance to kind of show what you have to do. And Elijah's one of those players that he wants to run around. He wants to work. uh, He wants to show the staff and his teammates his commitment. Uh, But now that he's been able to settle in, he's got a few starts under his belt. As you mentioned, he scored some goals. Uh, Coming off of the success that he's had last year, he's starting to look like a player that's been playing a lot of games. Starting to look like a player that's comfortable in his environment Uh, and the more and more he plays the more and more he builds and he's able to get on the ball uh, I think we're going to see some really good things from Elijah going forward eight of his last nine games he started four games in that stretch he's played the full 90 minutes that's all since June 10th prior to that this season in eight games prior to that he had just one start and had only played 45 minutes in a game so he's taken a step forward really in the last two and a half months since mid-June. And oh, by the way, that first start in that nine-game stretch that I'm referring to, he started at center back, if you remember, way back against uh, Memphis in a loss back on June 10th. So he's shown some versatility, but he's really settled in to this attacking midfield position. Again, the rain coming down tonight, George. Uh, With all that in mind, with the rain, with the way they played in the first half, with the fact that this team is starting their third straight game together, this starting eleven. What kind of changes do you think we might see from Danny Cruz in the second half? 
Uh, well, coming out of the half, I don't anticipate any changes. Uh, team looks confident, as you've said, uh, keeping some consistency in the lineup and that shape. Uh, one thing you can't expect to see, though, you know, when you talk about players like Manny Perez who can come in and, and with his pace and what he can create from a wide position, uh, you also have Wilson and Martin uh, that can come in up top and, and kind of take the place uh, of Brian or Cam, depending on how their, their second half goes. Uh, so the quality on the bench is full of guys that have started and played a lot of games, and I'm sure they're itching to get out there and make a difference in this game. So uh, it'll be interesting how the staff decides to use those subs, uh, and I think it's going to be an integral part uh, of the game as we move forward. You mentioned Wilson Harris's name. He came off the bench against Tulsa last week and scored a goal to make it 3 nothing in favor of Louisville City, which is the margin they went on to win by. 0-0 our score at halftime at Lynn Family Stadium. When we come back on this Breeze Airways halftime report, we'll have a chat about Racing Louisville. They've got a big one coming up in about a week and a half. Fill the fam for Racing Louisville coming up on August 19th. We'll look ahead to that one when we return on this Breeze Airways halftime report. Welcome back to Lynn Family Stadium where it is 0-0 between Louisville City and the Charleston Battery and the rain really coming down heavy right now. This is going to be a wet and wild second half to come in a few minutes' time. Really quickly, George Davis along with me, Jeff Milby, we are getting ready for a big one for Racing Louisville. Their next game, they're off this weekend. Their next game is a week from Saturday. That's August 19th. Fill the fam. We had a great crowd of over 13,000 for the Louisville City Fill the Fam game this year. Racing Louisville, they're trying to set an attendance record of their own with over 10,000. That's the goal for Racing Louisville. And George... So many racing players have performed on the world stage at the World Cup, and a bunch of them are going to be back for that game. So it's going to be a great opportunity for racing fans and Louisville soccer fans to come out and salute those World Cup heroes who went off and really, really performed on the world stage. I really, really hope we sell this place out for that return. I mean, we're talking about world-class players. Uh, they've been on display. Racing Louisville, one of the teams that scored the most goals in the Women's World Cup. Uh, we still have players playing in Alex Chidiak for Australia. Uh, so it's, it's been un- wonderful to see. Uh, you get to watch these players week in and week out here in, in Lynn Family Stadium. Uh, but to see the quality on the world stage, to see uh, the passion that they're playing with, playing for their countries, uh, just excited for that to come back here. And hopefully the crowd in Louisville can come out and support those women. Yeah, again, Savannah DeMello, a couple starts for Team USA. Timby Katlana with a couple goals and assists for South Africa. Ari Borges with three goals and an assist for Brazil. Uh, Uchenna Kanu led Nigeria into the knockout stages, scoring as well. You mentioned Alex Chidiak and then Wang Shuang scoring a couple of times for China. And Racing Louisville among the leading clubs in World Cup scoring so far during the tournament. Many of those players will be back for that game. August 19th, 7.30. That is a Saturday night at Lynn Family Stadium against Angel City. So the Hollywood Glitz and Glamour team in town. It's going to be a big occasion. Get your tickets. RacingLouFC.com slash tickets or 502-L-O-U-C-I-T-Y is the phone number. It's going to be a wet second half. It comes your way next. Louisville City and Charleston deadlocked at zero here at Lynn Family Stadium. You're listening to the... John Tosh just emerging from the locker room, the last player to come back to the field ahead of the start of the second half. We will switch ends. Louisville City will move from left to right in the second half. Charleston Battery moving from right to left. They will defend the Estopinal end goal. 
Again, Charleston in the change uniforms. The orange tonight, Louisville City in all purple as they typically are here at home. No changes for either team and no change to the weather as well. The rain continuing to come down heavily. The fans that have come out to Lynn Family Stadium tonight all gathered in the upper reaches of the stadium under the roof trying to avoid getting wet as best they can. We are underway to start the second half. It's Charleston in possession. They hit it long looking for Augustine Williams. It's headed at midfield by Kyle Adams. And it goes out past the far sideline after it was touched by a Charleston player. It'll be a Louisville City throw on the far side. The Louisville City left in the attacking half by about 12 yards past the halfway line. It'll be Amadou Dia, the left wing back, to take the throw. He's walking down that far sideline looking for an option. And now goes backward to Kyle Adams, the left of the three center backs. On the ground, returning it to Dia. Just did stay in play. No, it didn't. The referee blows his whistles. That ball just rolled over that far sideline before Dia got a touch. So it's out for a Charleston throw now on the far side, the right. We mentioned some of the statistics at halftime. Louisville with seven shots in the first half, none on target. Charleston with one. That was not on target. Charleston with 53% possession, the advantage in the first half. Louisville with more corners, though. 5-1 to one was the total in that category. And in terms of fouls, we have 13. Louisville called for 6. Charleston called for 7. There were no bookings in the first half of this game. Louisville throw now on the near side, the right. Jimenez takes it to Lancaster. He's able to find the ball. Plays it through to Ownby, but it's just too heavy for Brian to catch up to. Leland Archer beats him to it. And then Archer draws a foul as Ownby tried to come in with a challenge through his leg. Archer went down. It's a free kick to Charleston in the defensive half for them outside of their box on the near sideline, their left. And now as they set up for this free kick, a Charleston player has gone down to the ground. Looks like Palma is the player that's injured, is indeed holding his lower back here. He's risen back to his feet now, so just a momentary shakeup. And the referee will not pause play. So a free kick coming up for Charleston. Two minutes gone by in the second half in a 0-0 game. I really want to see Louisville City come out on the front foot. Uh, I don't want them to sit back, uh, be reserved in, in how they play the, this half. Uh, I really want them to come out and take it to them, put their foot on the gas, uh, and put Charleston under pressure. Free kick sent long by Trey Muse, the goalkeeper. Knocked around in the Louisville half. Tosh finally gets a hold of it. Hits it toward midfield where it's brought down by Allen for Charleston. And Charleston takes over on possession. Win back to Palma. He's okay. He turns and hits it back to Muse, the goalkeeper, under a rush from Cameron Lancaster, who was pressing in to win the ball. Now it's Archer, the captain for Charleston. A player 27 years of age, a Trinidad and Tobago international with one cap for his nation. Now to the near side is Declan Wynn in the middle of the field. Is Ikaza back to win on the near sideline? Clips it down the near sideline of the attacking half for Augustine Williams. But a foul as Ikaza went down under a challenge from Oscar Jimenez as he hit that ball over the top. And it's going to be another free kick here to the Charleston Battery in their defensive half. Toward the near sideline, about four yards in from the near sideline. Really about midway between the penalty area and the midfield stripe. But I've mentioned the weather a few times tonight, George. You've been in these kinds of situations. Is it a factor for a player when the rain is coming down heavily? I mean, to me, it seems like it would. But maybe when you're out there in the heat of battle, you're not really worried about it. What do you think? Yeah, it doesn't really do much in terms of uh, affecting the game. You know, obviously, it's going to be a little slick. Uh, your touch isn't going to be the same, but it actually heightens the energy, I think, sometimes. Here's Elijah Winder. Up. He tries to hit it from 20 yards, and it's just wide. Great really, uh, little 
passage of play for Louisville City streaming forward Tellison setting up Winder just to the right of the D of the Charleston box and he had a hit and it went wide in the end another opportunity though for Elijah Winder George yeah we heard his name a lot in the first half uh, glad to see he's still getting his shots off we expect him to put that one on target uh, but like you said that one's kind of created from nothing win the ball in the midfield how quickly can we get to goal but just to put a cap on that thought, it doesn't affect you mentally at all when you're just getting pelted with the rain? You're just able to, to troop through it? Yeah, just, you know, see it through, I would say. You know, it, actually, like I said, I was saying it, it heightens the intensity of the match. Uh, you slide a little bit farther. You feel like you can run a little bit farther. Charleston hits their goal kick forward. It's cleared away by Wes Sharpie just outside of the Louisville box. Out for Charleston throwing the near side to the left. Wynn to Williams back to win. Now Ikaze inside left. Backward it goes to Palma, the left center back. He hits it over the top. Sharpie will let it bounce past him. And Zimla had to be smart and alert to it. He had to come out of his box to clear it under pressure there from Avila. And on that clearance, Charleston wins the ball. Here's Allen in the center circle. Through to Avila on the inside right. Dribbling in against Kyle Adams. Beto Avila in the box now on his right foot. Takes aim for goal. And Zimla has to paw it aside. Hit really right at Zimla. But with a wet ball, he couldn't catch it cleanly making that save. And it just goes behind off of his gloves. Out for a Charleston corner kick from the far side there right. Pretty well done from Avila. Nice quick trigger. Uh, they say once you get into the box, all you need is a half a yard. And once he got his, he took it. Good save from Oliver Zimmer. Charleston a little bit slow to come over and take this corner. Not sure if Ikaza realized what the situation was. Two players for Charleston standing in the six-yard box, including Augustine Williams, who's defended here by Amadou Dia. And those two players are both standing directly in front of Oliver Zimla, the Louisville goalkeeper. So, potentially, depending on how the ball is played, an awkward one for Zimla to try and read. Four players standing in a cluster at the D. A little set-piece routine here on the works. Here's Ikaza's corner into the near post. Archer's flicked on header, not on target. It's looping behind into the first row of the waterfront and a goal kick to Louisville City. Set pieces could, come, could become very crucial in this game. Uh, both ways, got to make sure you're staying disciplined. Uh, make sure you're doing and taking care of your responsibilities on set pieces. Goal kick hit on the ground to Sharpie. Brings it out of the box, does Wes. Long ball with his left foot toward the far sideline. Dia didn't really control his header well. Went off the back of his head. Couldn't find it after it did. And Charleston takes over. Ikaza forward to a shot coming through from Reedy. Hit it from about 22 yards, Reedy, on the bounce. Didn't get great control of it. Didn't hit it with a lot of power. And Oliver Zimla with a comfortable save there. Zimla rolls it forward to Tosh. Into the center circle, Tellefson. Hit it first time through to Ownby. Knocked off of Ownby's feet. Tellefson able to retrieve the ball. He plays it all the way back to Zimla, who's in his six-yard box. Under pressure from Williams. Zimla slides on the ground as he gets the pass away to Dia. Nicely flicked on from Dia with his feet to Winder at midfield. Elijah Winder outside of the right football. Lancaster, the flag goes up. Lancaster caught offside, or he would have been in on goal once again. But a good little idea from Elijah Winder once again with the outside of the right foot. And neat little combination between Dia and Winder to set up the chance for Lancaster. A testy ball back to Simla, and he does it really well. Not sure if he meant to play that ball, but uh, what a fantastic ball. Even better touch from Dia uh, that almost leads to a good chance for Lancaster. Referee having a word with, it looked like Lancaster there, because Lancaster, after the whistle was blown, went on and took a shot on goal. So the referee probably advising him to, when you hear the whistle, stop playing. It's a free kick to Charleston along the back line. Allen trying to turn and hit it long after the ball was put back in play. He was closed down quickly by Ownby, and it's out for a Charleston throw. But some nervy moments here because Ownby, after that challenge, goes down to the ground. 
So Ownby down on his backside, reaching down for his legs. You can see the staff calling for a sub. It looks like Ownby may be coming off with something, uh, maybe a groin or hip flexor or something it looks like. And that's really, George, one of the last things that Louisville City fans want to see. Brian Ownby finally healthy over the last three or four weeks, playing really well. And again, with his intensity there, just trying to close down a ball forward from Allen, apparently may have aggravated something. He's being checked on by the trainer, Stuart Wright. And to your point, George, there are a couple of substitutions in the works right now for Louisville City. Dylan Maris has his penny off and appears ready to come in at any moment. Manny Perez also lingering around that midfield stripe. He's now taking his penny off. So these two players coming in, and they're coming in now. The substitution being announced, and it's going to be Ownby to come off under a little bit of a limp. So some nervous moments here for Louisville City. We'll have to await anxiously the update from Danny Cruz after the game on the condition of Brian Obi. He's going to be replaced by Dylan Maris, who tonight makes his 100th USL championship appearance in the league. He spent a lot of time in the NASL. And so he makes his 100th appearance in the league tonight. And Manny Perez also checks in as the right wing back. That'll shift Oscar Jimenez to left wing back with Dia checking out. Those two substitutions, Mara's in for Ownby, Perez in for Dia, both brought to you by Fortna in the 54th minutes in a 0-0 game. I want to give a shout-out to, to Dylan Mayer, as you said, playing his 100th game. Uh, Amadou Dia playing his 150 tonight. Uh, it's, it speaks to the endurance. It speaks to the discipline, uh, perseverance of these players to be able to play that many games uh, in the league and then, you know, the other leagues that they were both able to play in. So just want to give a shout-out to those guys. Massive credit. Uh, and glad they're in Louisville City shirts this year. Endurance in the USL is something you know quite a bit about. Long, long career. Finished as one of the all-time leaders in appearances. Muse hits it long for Charleston into the center circle towards Tyler Gibson for Louisville City, who brings it down. And then a foul as Augustine Williams hits the deck for Charleston. It's Tosh, who, in the eyes of the referee, Brandon Stevis, pulled Augustine Williams down illegally. And Stevis giving a warning to Tosh, who's the captain tonight for Louisville City. It's going to be a free kick to Charleston in their attacking half just outside of the center circle for them. In the middle of the field, a little bit to the left of it. We played 10 minutes in the second half. 0-0 remains the score as the rain continues to pelt both teams. Ball forward for Mikasa from the free kick. Headed down by Manny Perez and cleared away from the top of the box by Adams for Louisville. His clearance goes past the near sideline out for a Charleston throw on their left. It'll be Wynn, the left back, to take it. You don't realize how hard it's raining until you look up into the mm-hmm. lights. It's really coming down. Win after the throw came in, tried to clip it forward down the near side, looking for Markovic. I beg your pardon, Markinich. And it's out for a Louisville throw now on the near side, the right in their defensive half. Tosh takes it toward midfield to Maris, headed away from just in front of him. Falls to Tosh once again, tries to play it to Manny Perez, cut out there by Markinich. Actually, that's Reedy. And it's out for a Louisville throw once again on the near side, the Louisville right, in about the same spot, about 15, 18 yards shy of the midfield strike. Just feels like a game, George, that one goal might be enough to win it based on the weather, based on the sort of lack of on-target chances in the first half. Yeah, I would have to agree. You know, chances have been uh, few and far between. Uh, the conditions maybe play some some part in that. Jimenez uh, ball into the box to Lancaster. Flicks it on towards Winder. Hooked up high into the air. And it's going to go behind on that clearance from Charleston. 
And it's out for a Vi-Fi corner to Louisville City. Really good switch for Louisville City from right to left. And then they hit it back into the box to Lancaster, who tried to provide the service to Elijah Winder, who set him up for a goal last week. Yeah, I believe Cam Lancaster was the one who hit the big switch out to Oscar Jimenez and then finds himself getting on the end of it in the box. Uh, it exactly uh, shows his quality and what he's capable of. Wi-Fi corner coming up for Louisville City for the near side. The right and inswinger off the right foot. Actually, an outswinger, I should say, off the right foot of Oscar Jimenez. He can hit him both ways. Here it comes toward the near post, headed away by Archer. It falls middle of the field to Elijah Winder, 35 yards from goal. Plays it backward to Tyler Gibson. He clips it over the top, headed away by Palma. Falls to Sharpie, who still stayed forward. Sharpie dribbling forward down the near sideline. Still he goes on. Three defenders around him. And the third, Reedy, takes it off of Sharpie's feet. Plays it back to Palma. He clears it up ahead. Gibson with a challenge there against Avila. No foul called as Avila goes down to the ground. And the loose ball picked up by Manny Perez. And Louisville continues the attack here in the 58th minute in a 0-0 game in increasingly wet conditions. You can see the water spraying off the ball when it's rolled on the ground. Ball forward from Adams to Maris. Maris on side. Maris tries to clip it over the goalkeeper. And it's onto the roof of the net. Dylan Maris was in just around the penalty mark, the penalty spot. Tried to bring it down with his chest. Cameron Lancaster saying he should have laid it off to me because I was in space. But Maris tried to do the spectacular and just chip it over the goalkeeper from about 14 yards away. Couldn't get it right, and it went over the bar onto the roof of the net for a goal kick. Every striker will say they should have passed it to him. Thought that was a wonderful touch by Dylan. Uh, Adams uh, thought he was hitting a big diag, but he ends up dropping it on a dime to, to Dylan Maris. What a ball and good chance from Louisville City. So far tonight, Louisville with 47% of the possession. It's a much more even possession game than the last two have been for Louisville City. They were down in the 30s each of the last two games and victories over Indy 11 and FC Tulsa last week by combined five goals. Goal kick sent long by Muse. A battle for possession in the midfield and a foul goes against Rasmus Tellefsen of Louisville City giving a free kick to Charleston here to the right of the center circle as Markinich drew the foul. Some jeers and boos from the Louisville City faithful who are standing tall amidst this rain. It's going to be a free kick to Charleston about four or five yards past the midfield stripe on the inside right in the attacking half for them. Yeah, I think that was Tyler Gibson. You know, Charleston defender does well to put himself in between the, the kick and the and the ball and earns himself a foul. Free kick taken by Charleston along their back line. Win the left back now to Palma, the left center back in the defensive half now. Touches it forward. Right-footed ball down the inside right channel for Reedy. Headed away by Sharpie. Brought down by Wynn, though. Wynn trying to play it back to Reedy. Cut out by Tosh. And it's out for a Louisville, th- uh, beg your pardon, a Charleston throw on the near side the Charleston left. Wynn into Allen. Allen dribbling infield around Tellefson. Gets the pass away into the center circle to Ikaza. Ikaza in the attacking half. Dribbles out of the center circle. Wide right it goes to Dodson. Dodson returns it to Ikaza on the inside right. Dribbling now toward the left. Inside left it goes to Palma, the left center back of the midfield stripe. Win in the attacking half. Left back. Inside left, Allen. First time ball to the near side to Reedy. Reedy dribbles around a challenge from Tosh. Still Reedy as he finally loses possession. Just an awkward touch there from Pierre Reedy and he gets some Gets a Bronx cheer from the Louisville crowd here as it went off of his foot for a Louisville throw on the near side of the rights. Yeah, a little lack of composure there from Reedy. He's been good all night. I think he's just a little excited on that on that touch there. Youthful exuberance from Pierre Reedy. That's a good we, way to put it. I like that. As we talked about in the first half, just his fifth appearance of the season for Charleston, his first start of the year after making a handful of appearances last year in MLS Next Pro, the other 
lower division league, the new reserve league of Major League Soccer. Ball forward from Louisville City from the throw, brought down by Maris. Back it goes to Adams. Wide left at the halfway line is Oscar Jimenez into the center circle, Gibson. We're past the hour mark, 60-35 on the clock and counting upward in a 0-0 game. Jimenez forward to Elijah Winder on the far sideline. They're in the attacking half. Winder dribbling in field. Now steps on the ball, touches it forward. Maris inside left. 1-2 between him and Jimenez. Back to Maris. Now Tellefson, 35 yards from goal. He'll switch fields. Ball in the air to the near sideline. Manny Perez brings it down with his right foot. Perez outside of the box with two defenders in front of him. He'll dribble in field. Carrying the ball into the middle. Drops it off to Tellefson on his left foot. Surging forward, Tellefson now plays it wide left to Jimenez. Opportunity to cross maybe for Oscar on his right foot. Here comes the cross. Curling in towards goal, headed high up into the air by Palma. Out of the box, Tosh trying to come forward to claim it. It's cleared away by Declan Wynn on the second attempt. And Wynn's clearance goes to midfield where Sharpie retrieves it for Louisville City. The attack's still on. Sharpie ball on the ground across the center circle to Adams. On the ground inside left, it goes to Elijah Winder in the attacking half. He turns, plays it wide left to Jimenez. Back to Winder, who continues to run in the box. Winder to Mayers, good touch. Mayers is shot across the face of goal, and no one touched it. And it rolls past the end line about 20 yards from the back post that Mayers was aiming for. Just didn't hit it cleanly, Dylan Mayers. But great play there, particularly from Elijah Winder again. He's really caught the eye tonight, and he was involved in the buildup there to set up Mayers for that opportunity. And maybe that time, George, the option should have been to play it to the feet of Cameron Lancaster, who's standing at about the penalty spot there. Uh, questionable. I don't know. He was on the <laughs> <Okay>. six yard. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> no, but that, that starts with Louisville City pinning Charleston in, making it very difficult for them to get out. Uh, West, Sean Tosh, uh, Kyle Adams doing a really good job of picking up second balls. And then how many times are we going to mention Elijah Winder tonight? Receiving on the half turn, uh, slipping, and then getting in behind the opponent. Uh, very good chance. I would trust your judgment much more than mine. Here's uh, Oscar Jimenez with it on the far side, the left. Plays it in the middle to Gibson in the attacking half. Louisville still with it. Switch his fields to the right side. Manny Perez brings it down with Reedy in front of him. Perez dribbling forward past Reedy. Outside of the box. Plays it in the Maris. Top of the box. Backward to Tellefson. Hooks in across towards Jimenez. Cleared away just in front of Jimenez by Charleston. Defender but a foul. Called against Oscar Jimenez of Louisville City. It's going to give a free kick to Charleston in their box. Just about eight yards from their goal line. And the fans that are withstanding this deluge tonight are making their voices heard. As they disagree with that call, we're going to have a substitution here for Charleston as well. They're going to bring off Beto Avila, the 22-year-old on loan from the Houston Dynamo, who started his 10th game this year for Charleston. He's going to be replaced by a youngster in their lineup, a player that started last week, Fidel Barajas, a 17-year-old from Sacramento who has played with both the U.S. and Mexican youth national team. So Barajas on for the 23rd time this year, and he replaces uh, Avila. That substitution brought to you by Fortna in the 64th minute for the Charleston Battery in a 0-0 game. Charleston's free kick sent long into the Louisville defensive half where a foul is called on the other end, giving Louisville a fifth-third free kick here in their defensive half, and it'll be Kyle Adams to take it. Yeah, Barajas coming on, really young player. Uh, he's been in the team quite a bit for Charleston this year, so excited to see if he can make a difference in this game. Yeah, Barajas 
20 starts, has scored twice. Both were penalties. Also has seven assists, so he's quite the playmaker, the youngster. Ball forward from the fifth third free kick. It goes to Manny Perez. Cross into the six-yard box. Still loose. Jimenez trying to get there. It's cleared behind by, that is Barajas, the newcomer, making that last-ditch defensive effort. Really good ball across the face of goal. Just needed someone in purple to touch it in. It's out, though, for a Wi-Fi corner from the far side to the left. Manny Perez has been a bright spot since coming on. A uh, few chances that he's had, he's been able to, to get isolated, and that's two really good uh, pieces of service from him. For Charleston, this will be the third corner of the game. I beg your pardon, for Louisville City, it'll be the seventh corner of the game for them. From the far side, the left, it'll be an in-swinger off the right foot of Oscar Jimenez. Here it comes for Louisville. High into the air from the Wi-Fi corner. Over the head of Adams, cleared away by Palm. It'll fall to Gibson. Goes wide right, Manny Perez clips the ball to the back post, headed away, and it falls to Maris. It's the first time blocked on its way through. A meaty hit from Dylan Maris on the volley. Got all of that ball, but it was blocked by a Charleston defender, and Charleston comes down with a loose ball, but they give it away. Sharpie stepping forward to win the ball. Battle between him and Reedy. Physical battle. Sharpie goes down. Referee blows the whistle. It's a foul. And Pierre Reedy called for the foul here for Charleston, giving Louisville a fifth-third free kick in the attacking half. About 10 yards past the midway line, a yard in from the near sideline. Good battle, good anticipation from West to get himself in front of that. Uh, if he doesn't get to that ball, that could be dangerous going the other way for Charleston. 25 minutes to go plus stoppage time in a scoreless game, but it's been an entertaining, active one so far. And Louisville, again, knocking on the door a bit right now. Elijah Winder coming forward on the left side. Battling over there with Dodson. He's able to keep the ball on his feet. Winder gives it up to Gibson, middle of the field. On the inside left. Backward it goes to Adams, who's 15 yards past the midfield stripe. Forward to Winder, middle of the field. Moving to the right. Plays it there to Tosh, who's in the attacking half by some distance. Wide right it goes to Manny Perez, looking for the box. Now he plays it to Maris, outside of the box, near the corner. Maris working backward now. Gives it up to Manny Perez, standing on the near sideline. Standing over the ball. Dribbles in field. Plays it backward to West Sharpie. All 10 field players, 20 yards past midfield right now for Louisville City. Tellefson, now Sharpie once again. He's drifted back to the center circle. Tosh, the captain, on the inside right, looking for a long diagonal to switch fields. Plays over towards Jimenez. It'll find him on the inline. Oscar Jimenez on his right foot now. Drops it off backward to Tellison on the corner of the penalty area. Further backward to Adams. Adams, first time ball to Maris. His header high into the air and onto the roof of the net. Dylan Maris in between defenders there. The ball found him, but he wasn't able to really control that headed effort. And it went well high off of his head onto the roof of the net. But another good little half opportunity for Louisville City. It's a goal kick to Charleston. I really like the movement from Dylan Maris. He seems to find himself around the paw a lot, uh, always looking for space and how he can get around goal. For a player who's 5'8", 5'9", and him to get on the end of that cross just kind of speaks to his movement in the box and his anticipation of, of getting on the end of things. We're in the 67th now in the 68th minutes. And Louisville really close it feels like to opening the scoring they win the ball from the goal kick ball through to Lancaster Lancaster in on goal he goes forward and scores Lancaster strikes for the third game running and Louisville has opened the scoring against second place Charleston in this battle of top four Eastern Conference teams from the goal kick Two passes to find Cameron Lancaster at the top of the box. And he slotted it home past Trey Muse with his right foot to give Louisville City the advantage. 68th minute, it's Louisville City 1, Charleston battery nothing. Yeah, what a finish from Cameron Lancaster. 
you know, all the good play throughout the game that we've seen from Louisville City, uh, and it comes from one direct ball, clever flick on from Dylan Mares, and Cameron Lancaster showing his magic. Uh, another goal from outside the box. Great finish. That goal brought to you by the Kentucky Lottery. Fueling imagination, funding education, Kentucky Lottery. Cameron Lancaster, three straight games with a goal. His fifth of the season, his 80th of his senior career, and his 79th in the USL. And that now moves him into the top two, tied at second place in the top two all-time on the USL scoring sheet. A historic moment for Cameron Lancaster. A little bit of history anyway as he scores again to give Louisville City the lead. He has been on fire the last couple of weeks. One of the big reasons Louisville has found themselves on a winning streak. From the restart, Louisville wins the ball back. They win a free kick here on the near side. They're right in the defensive half on a foul from Charleston, so a fifth-third free kick to Louisville City, and the momentum clearly right now, George on the side of the boys in purple. Yeah, they have the momentum. Uh, they're not going to be in any rush here. No urgency now being 1-0 up. Uh, but I don't want to see the team sit back. I said at the beginning of the half, I wanted to see them come out, press the ball, play on the front foot. And, and I wouldn't want that to change now that they've gone a goal up. Best thing they can do is try to get another as opposed to sitting in a block. Tosh took the fifth-third free kick. was a long switch from right to left. Battle for possession over there on the left side. And finally, Allen comes out of the crowd with it for Charleston, the midfielder. He plays it back to Palma, the left center back for the backward to Trey Muse, the goalkeeper. Lancaster full of confidence, looking to score again. Is chasing the ball all across the back line. It goes to Archer. He gets the pass away under a challenge from Lancaster to Palma. Palma dribbles forward, the left center back. Turns on his right foot. It's a long diagonal to the midfield towards Dotson. He's able to win the ball in the air ahead of a challenge of Jimenez. But it's out for a Louisville throw off the head of Dotson. On the far side, the Louisville left at midfield. It's going to be Jimenez to take the throw in the attacking half by a couple of yards. Stands with the ball over his head. As the rain seems to have stopped for the moment as I look up to the sky. So it's let up for the moment here. Tosha ball forward from midfield. Just mishit the pass looking for Manny Perez down the near side of the right. It's out for a Charleston throw on their left in their defensive half and Declan Wynn will take it. A substitution in the works here for Charleston at the next dead ball I would imagine Robbie Crawford is up off the bench Crawford a veteran 30 year old native of Scotland is set to check into the game at the next opportunity. Charleston will still with the ball as Archer the right center back dribbles forward in his defensive half with Cameron Lancaster on his left hip. He gets the ball away to the right side to Dodson. He goes back to Muse, who touches it forward to Ikazu, who's dropped deep between the center backs, the midfielder. He touches the ball forward at a walking pace, really a jogging pace, under no pressure. Gives it up to Reedy, who turns and runs at a more of a running pace forward into the attacking half. Wide left it goes to Wynn. Wynn couldn't control it, though, under some pressure from Perez. He gives it up. Mare is middle of the field. Trying to play it through in the air to Elijah Winder, but the ball well behind him off the left foot of Dylan Mares. It's out for a throw on the far side, the Charleston right. With 19 minutes to go, plus stoppage time, Louisville City in front, one to nothing on a goal from Cameron Lancaster in the second half. Yeah, Charleston now, you see, they're starting to build their way into the game, uh, trying to gain some possession back from Louisville City. Ikazu's been a player who's been all over the field, getting on the end, uh, uh, getting on the ball and kind of making things tick. So will be interested to see how Louisville City... Uh, continues to defend well. Here comes Louisville City down the left with Jimenez in space. Again, Oscar Jimenez started to right back, switched to left back when Manny Perez checked in in the second half. 
But Charleston did well to get back and eliminate that opportunity on the break for Louisville City. They have it along their back line with Sharpie. Now it's Gibson, middle of the field, just past the midfield stripe. Turns under a challenge from Mikaza. Gets the ball away to Tosh. On the ground from Tosh to Perez near sideline. First time ball into Dylan Maris. It'll roll past him, but to find Gibson. He plays it to Maris inside right. Backward to Tosh, who turns and plays it back into the defensive half to Sharpie. Louisville comfortable on the ball right now. And with the lead, they're comfortable to knock it around for a little while here. Winder of the touch to Adams. Left of the three center backs at the midfield stripe. Backward he goes to the middle of the three, Sharpie. Sharpie touches it forward, plays it on the ground forward to Gibson. First time ball from Gibson, wide left to Winder on the far sideline. Winder dribbling backwards under some pressure, plays it into the center circle, Tellefson. He turns on his right foot, plays it on the ground inside right, Maris. In the attacking half, Maris tried to touch around Palma, but Palma stuck out a leg and just tripped Dylan Maris up cynically, and he is booked for it. World of Beer yellow card, our first of the game, goes to Juan Sebastian Palma, the 24-year-old Colombian center back for the Charleston Battery. That'll give a fifth-third free kick to Louisville City, and it'll also give us an opportunity to have a couple of subs here, one for Louisville, in fact, and that one's going to be announced first. Wilson Harris is going to check in for Cameron Lancaster, who scored tonight for the third straight game. Fans rising to their feet to applaud Lancaster, who has suddenly found his age-old goal-scoring form after a rough year and a half. Battled injury time, and again, couldn't find his place in the lineup, but he has now. He comes off in place of Harris. A couple of substitutions coming up for Charleston as well. They're going to bring on Tristan Traeger, and also the aforementioned Robbie Crawford as Wynn and Reedy come out of the game. So Traeger on for Reedy and Crawford on for Declan Wynn. All three of those substitutions, one for Louisville City, Wilson Harris, and two for Charleston, brought to you by Fortna in the 74th minute in a one nothing game in favor of Louisville. Fifth third free kick here for Lou City after the yellow card to Palma. It's going to be Tosh to stand over it. Hits it from the middle of the field, wide left to Oscar Jimenez. Dodson heads it into the third row of the seats. It's going to be a Louisville throw on the far side, the left. Cameron Lancaster coming out there. George, what did you make of his performance tonight with a goal to his name? Uh, you know, your typical Cameron Lancaster performance. Uh, every time uh, the ball's in and around the final third, you're thinking about how is he going to get in on the end of it. Every time the ball touches his feet, uh, you're thinking, is he going to be able to get his shot off? So uh, really happy to see that he got his goal, continue to build on that confidence. And uh, as we know, the momentum of Cam, once he starts scoring, it's going to be hard to stop him throughout this league. And he's certainly on a roll now. There was a shot in there from Louisville City from Tyler Gibson from about 25 yards. It was well wide and over the bar. Goal kick for Charleston, hit long. Battle for possession on the far sideline. Wilson Harris couldn't keep it alive for Louisville City, and it's a Charleston throw on the far side, the Charleston right. Ken mentioned it's the 79th career goal in USL play for Cameron Lancaster. Here's Louisville winning the ball back with Wilson Harris, middle of the field, plays it wide right to Manny Perez outside of the Charleston box here. Maybe an opportunity for Louisville to add a second. Manny Perez dribbles around the defender, puts in a cross, in toward the penalty spot, fizzes past everybody. Winder was the last man near it for Louisville City, and it'll go past the far sideline, but it was deflected by Charleston on its way through, so it's a throw to Louisville on the far side the left. Manny Perez with good service there once again. Yeah, good feet for Manny, a little step over, gets to the end line. I'm glad that he kept it low and hard across the face as opposed to lifting it up. From the throw, Harris on the far side of the left. Tellefson, now Gibson, middle of the field. They work it back into the center circle to Tosh, who spins on the ball, moving to the right side. Now 
turns and dribbles backward in the defensive half. Plays it there to Zimla, standing outside of his box, the goalkeeper. On the ground forward through a challenge of Augustine Williams to Sharpie. And every stuff here for Louisville City, and Zimla gives it away. Plays it out for a Charleston throw. Two players were forward there for Charleston, just applying a little bit of pressure. And Louisville got caught a little bit awkwardly. So it's out for a Charleston throw here. Robbie Crawford, who just checked in, takes the throw into Ikaza, dribbling forward. Knocked off of his feet by Tosh. Harris trying to hold it up on the end, and he's frustrated because the foul was called against him. He thought he just turned the defender nicely to get on the ball and move forward, but a foul called, free kick to Charleston here. I agree with Wilson there. I thought that was a little bit soft from the referee. Uh, Wilson's done well to try to battle for position. Thought he could have had one there. 77th minute now, 13 minutes to go. 14 minutes really plus stoppage time as we just moved into the 77th minute. Louisville in front, one to nothing. Goal coming past the hour mark from Cameron Lancaster to give the boys in purple a one to nothing lead tonight. Looking for their third straight win and again a victory would vault them into third place in the East. Ball over the top from Charleston. Traeger brings it down in the box. Gets past Tosh. Still Traeger. Leaves it off for a teammate and Barajas with the shot and the save from Zimla. Paws it behind with two fists and it's out for a corner to Charleston here. An opportunity there for the battery to tie it. Barajas the teenager had the opportunity on his left foot and put it on target forcing Zimla into a save. What a touch from Traeger. Ball over the top. Just takes it down with the outside of his foot. Uh, showing good composure in and around the box. Almost a, a quality chance from uh, Charleston. By far, the corner, rather, for Charleston will be taken by Ikaza on the near side there. Right, it'll be an in-swinger off of his right foot. And five players all standing in the six-yard box. Right in front of Zimla. Comes into the six-yard box. Zimla punches it away. It'll be another corner to Charleston from the far side. This time the right. But that time, George, the setup for Charleston, it was awkward for Zimla. He had about six orange jerseys standing on the goal line. And they're Louisville City defenders there as well. So a huge crowd right in front of the goal mouth. Yeah, it's a little bit different setup from Charleston than what we saw in the previous corner kicks early in the half. It looks like they have about seven players in the box. Four of those are standing right inside the six-yard box. So this corner will come from the far side, the right. It's going to be Barajas, the youngster, to take it with his left foot and in-swinger. Here's his approach. He hits it high in the air, swerving in toward the six-yard box. Headed down by Crawford, tipped over the bar by Zimla. Robbie Crawford, the target, headed it down into the turf. It bounced off the ground, and Zimla just had to tap it over his bar. Oliver Zimla with a couple of big stops over the last couple of moments to deny Charleston a tying goal. It'll be another corner for Charleston, this time from the near side there left. Can't allow players free headers in the box. Louisville City is critical moments here. It'll be Ikaza once again to take this corner, this time from the near side. He had the last one from the near side. Charleston piling on the corners now. This will be their fifth of the night. Here it comes, high into the air toward the back post, and this time Zimla makes a comfortable catch. And Zimla quickly on his feet, throws it forward to Wilson Harris. Louisville coming forward with numbers. Four on four if they can move quickly. Still Harris goes into the attacking half. Wide left, Maris now on the far sideline. Maris picks up his head, plays it in the inside left to Jimenez, and now Louisville will slow it down as Charleston got numbers back behind the ball. Tellefson with it, drops it off backward to Adams near midfield. Adams tried to play wide left back to Jimenez. Well read and cut out there by Ikaza. Now Charleston streaming forward looking to break. Ikaza, actually this is Barajas, I beg your pardon. Barajas middle of the field, full of confidence, the youngster. Plays in the air to the near side, Crawford. Crawford, ball in the box to Augustine Williams on the far side. He chests it down, plays it across the six-yard box. 
ping-ponging around. Williams with another shot. It's blocked by Louisville City. It'll come out of the box to Allen. Now Dodson. He puts a ball in towards Williams once again. Knocked away by Gibson. Returns back to Dodson, though. The attack's still on. Dodson forward to Barajas. Outside of the box on the right side. Barajas dribbling in against Adams. Left-footed ball in. It'll fall to Ikaze. He hits it first time into the back of the net. And it's a goal for Charleston to tie the game with ten and a half minutes to go. Zimla making a couple of saves in the last four or five minutes. He couldn't save that one. Emilio Ikaze hitting it with power on the volley on a terrific service from Fidel Barajas, the teenager, and Charleston, the second-place team in the Eastern Conference, has come from behind to tie the game at one apiece in the 80th minute. You know, I mentioned Ikaze's name a few times earlier in the half. Uh, his willingness to get in the ball, moving up and down the field. Now you see his enthusiasm to get in the box. Good ball from Barajas, a uh, player who's come on and, and made an immediate impact for Charleston Battery. Uh, it's a bummer for Louisville City, but now it's uh, we're going to see how they respond for the last 10 minutes. So the clean sheet streak will end after a couple of games. And Charleston looking to jump within two points of Pittsburgh if they can come from behind to win this game now with the game on a on a plate for them. 1-1 is their score. It's time, by the way, to head to Twitter, fans, to vote on tonight's Len Family Sports Vision and Training Man of the Match poll. It'll be open for the next 10 minutes or so. You can vote now at twitter.com slash City. City restarting to the far side, the left, Jimenez. His cross blocked. It'll fall to Tellison. A heavy touch, though, from Tellison. Gave it to Dotson for Charleston. Dotson trying to dribble through through purple jerseys. Taken away. Here's Winder outside of the box. Winder putting it across toward the back post, and he overhit it. Manny Perez would have made a late arrival had he made... I've been able to continue that run, but Winder's cross went behind. And a goal kick here to Charleston. Going to be an exciting last 10, men, 10 minutes Sorry, uh, in this game. The rain has stopped. Yep. Field's still slick. Energy is good in the building. Uh, let's see who can come out on top. So Muse will take this goal kick. And it really feels like it's anybody's game. Louisville had a ton of chances before they scored the goal. Certainly had momentum, but then Charleston able to re-seize momentum, just really grabbed the game right back, forced Zimla into a couple of really good saves, and then was able to put it past him with Ikaza. Here's Williams with a 30 yards from goal for Charleston. Now Barajas touches it to his left foot, has a hit from 25 yards, blocked by Sharpie. It'll fall to Dodson, right side. Puts in a cross, high over everyone's head. It'll stay in play, bouncing to the near sideline. Crawford retrieves it. Crawford by the corner flag. Into Williams, outside of the box on his right foot. Puts in a cross to the back post. Adams has to head it behind for Louisville City. It's going to be a Charleston corner from the far side, the right. The response from Charleston has been really good, and they are knocking on the door to take the lead right now building some confidence Charleston as this game goes on Barajas you can tell you get that ball on his left foot uh, he's pretty dangerous with it there's a service that leads to the goal and then there a dangerous shot from outside the box yeah he looks like he has a ton of quality you can see why both the U.S. and Mexico want him he's made youth appearances in both setups an American born of Mexican heritage here he is on the corner kick Barajas high into the air to the back post Adams once again has to head it behind for another Charleston corner Adams doing the defending once again for Louisville City on a good looping service from Barajas. This corner will come from the near side, the right. But we're going to have a substitution. And it's going to be Ikaza, the goal scorer, to come off. He's going to be replaced by Andrew Booth, a 26-year-old Jamaican who's making his 13th appearance this year in his fourth year as a pro. He scored twice, Booth. So Booth on, Ikaza, the goal scorer for Charleston tonight, off. That substitution brought to you by Fortna in the 83rd minute in a 1-1 game. 
It's going to be Robbie Crawford now to take this corner for Charleston from the near side, their left, and then swinger off of his right foot. Here's his approach. He hits it, uh, drives it in toward the near post, flicked on by Booth at the back post mark, and it couldn't put it in. Somehow he misses it. That was more difficult to miss than it would have been to score for Markinich at the back post. And somehow he puts it wide, and Louisville City lives to breathe another day. It remains 1-1. It's a goal kick. Heart drops in the stadium after that play. Good opportunity from Charleston. Again, set pieces, set pieces, set pieces. Reminds me of, of old years playing against the Charleston Battery and some of the quality they've always brought in those situations. Booth, fresh into the game. Did really well there to redirect the ball to the back post, and Markinich arriving, got his foot to it, just couldn't direct it into the back of the open net after Zimla had come for the initial ball. Charleston wins it back from the goal kick. They're really trying to come from behind and win this game on the road. These two teams met back in April. It was a scoreless tie. Nothing of the sort here in Kentucky after that meeting was down in Charleston, South Carolina. Very eventful 1-1 game. Archer with it at the center circle for Charleston. Wide right to Dodson. Inside right, Barajas. Drifting backward. Plays it backward to Booth. Playing almost along the back line now. Plays it further backward to Archer. Across the field to Palma, the left center back. Chased down by Harris. He gives it up to Allen with Maris on his back. Allen plays it forward to Crawford. He can't control it on the near sideline. It's a throw to Louisville. In the defensive half, about four yards shy of midfield. We're going to have some more substitutions here. These two for Louisville coming up. It's going to be Elijah Winder coming out, replaced by Ray Serrano. And then Rasmus Tellefson is also going to come out, replaced by Niall McCabe. So two substitutions there for Louisville City in the 85th minute. McCabe on for Tellefson, Serrano on for Elijah Winder. Both brought to you by Fortna in a 1-1 game with five minutes to go. Yeah, it looks like a like-for-like like for those two. Elijah, as we've been mentioning all day, really good performance from him. Rasmus, another good performance. Just solid as they can be. Now I'd like to see Ray get forward and try to create some things in the he, final third. He does here on the end line. Puts it in toward the six-yard box. Mayer has made the run. It was cleared away in front of him by Archer. Still with Louisville as Perez kept it in place. Serrano deep near the corner flag. Puts it across. Blocked by Crawford. Out for a Louisville throw on the near side. The right in the attacking final third. A couple of yards shy of the near-sided corner flag. And Serrano will give the throw up to Manny Perez. Serrano with an immediate impact with a couple of generated opportunities there for young Ray Serrano. Perez will take the throw. He's got Serrano in front of him. Harris as well as an option. Those two circling around trying to find space. It comes into Harris. Back to Serrano. On the inside right, Serrano tripped up and fouled by Markinich. And it's going to be a fifth-third free kick to Louisville City. And this is about 10 yards just outside of the corner flag, so it might play a little bit like a corner here from the near sideline, about four yards in from the near sideline. Set pieces, we've been talking about them tonight, George, and Charleston scores from one. Louisville has the opportunity to return the favor here and take the lead in the 87th minute. Oscar Jimenez is not over the ball on this one. It looks like Niall McCabe is going to be serving this one in. McCabe is there as the right-footed outswinger. Maris is there as well if they want to hit it in with the left foot. But you'd expect it'll be Niall McCabe with five players to aim out of the box. It is going to be McCabe. Here it comes in towards the six-yard box. Flicked on by Harris. He couldn't direct his header. It'll stay in play on the far side. And Allen just has to clear it away for Charleston. It's out for a Louisville throw on the far side. The Louisville left in the attacking half still. Just outside of the final third. It's going to be Jimenez to take a decent service in. Harris just couldn't direct his header on goal. Comes into Harris. He heads it back to Serrano trying to hook it forward to himself. Cleared up high into the air by Charleston. It'll fall to the ground. Booth with it. 
up against Jimenez. Booth turns and plays it forward and finds Barajas really nicely. Middle of the field goes to Allen. He plays it into the penalty area to Palma, the center back. Palma wide left now to Robbie Crawford. Under pressure from Manny Perez who's charging forward. Crawford hits it long with his right foot. Center circle. Adams chests it down to Gibson. Gibson turns. Plays it to McCabe. Still in the center circle. Under some pressure. He gets the ball away to Tosh. Tosh touches into the attacking half. Picks up his head. Long diagonal. Looking for the runner Ray Serrano on the left side. Headed up into the air by Dodson. Serrano will bring it down outside of the box. Serrano with it for Louisville City. Spinning against Eric Dodson. Still Serrano. Plays it inside left to Gibson. Wide left backward to Jimenez. Now inside left Adams. Middle of the field McCabe as they're moving the ball around here. McCabe circles into the center circle. Hits it high into the air to the near sideline. It's a poor ball. Difficult one, but a poor ball to Manny Perez. It's out for a Charleston throw on the near side left, and that'll end that attack for Louisville City with two and a half minutes to go in a 1-1 game. Still plenty of time to create chances. Still plenty of time to win the game. It looks like that's the, the motivation for Louisville here. Doesn't look like either team is, is willing to settle for a tie. Crawford with the throw. Collision between Markinich and Perez. Markinich went down, no foul. And the ball ultimately bounces out for a throw to Louisville City on the near side of the right. Tosh takes it in the attacking half to Gibson. Return to Tosh. His ball forward cleared down by Markinich. And another Louisville throw a few yards further forward. Tosh will take it again. Louisville trying to come up with a final attack here with two minutes to go in a 1-1 game. Into Mariz. Couldn't control it. Taken off of his feet by Charleston. Here comes Charleston forward. They've got it with Augustine Williams on the play from Barajas. Williams dribbling in. Trying to return it to Barajas. Not very near him. And Kyle Adams clears it further ahead forward. And then the foul somehow goes against Manny Perez. He was in a physical fight with Robbie Crawford. Fans booing because Crawford had a full tug at the jersey of Manny Perez. But evidently the referee saw something before that from Manny, and so he calls the foul against Louisville's Manny Perez, and it's a free kick to Charleston in their attacking half on the near side, the left, an opportunity for Robbie Crawford to put a ball in the box here. Yeah, it looked a little awkward, almost as if Manny was on the wrong side, uh, maybe pinning him, he thought, and then the shirt pull, you would have thought that it was going the other way. There are six players in orange at the top of the penalty area to make runs in behind as Crawford stands over this free kick for Charleston. In the penultimate minute of the 90 here. Crawford, ball hooking into the box. Headed down to the D by Gibson. But a foul called against Leland Archer. And it's going to give a free kick, a fifth-third free kick to Louisville City. Zimla will take it. Louisville running forward, trying to come up with a late attack here as we're 30 seconds from stoppage time. Zimla standing over it. He's the only player back. He's going to hit it long into the Charleston half. Lancaster scored. Ikaza scored to tie the game a few minutes later for Charleston. And what has been a very even game between these two teams. Again, number two versus number four in the East. Ball forward from the fifth third. Free kick knocked down. Adam sends it further forward. Archer on the end of it. He turns and hits it back to the Louisville half. Headed back to the Charleston end by Sharpie. And finally brought down by Allen for Charleston. He plays it over to Palma. Now in the center circle it goes to a teammate. Now on the near sideline, it goes to Robbie Crawford. Moving to stoppage time, which is presented by the Louisville Muhammad Ali International Airport. Referee has added a minimum of two minutes to this game. Two minutes to go in a 1-1 game between Louisville and the Charleston Battery. Charleston with it now, still on in their attacking half with Booth. He drops it off to Archer, the center back at midfield. Returns it to Booth, middle of the field, outside of the center circle. Wide right it goes to Barajas. Returns it to Booth, inside right. Booth plays it forward to Derek Dotson, the right back playing well forward. On the far side, knocked off of his toes by Ray Serrano. It's out for a Charleston throw. On the far side, the Charleston right in the Louisville defensive half here. Just some nervy moments at the end of the game. 
Feels like it's right there for either team to grab it. And Charleston with possession right now in the Louisville half. Dodson takes the throw into, that is uh, Traeger. He heads it down to Augustine Williams. It's cleared away in front of him by a Louisville player all the way to midfield. Harris giving chase. Palma will clear it high into the air in front of Harris. Perez ahead to Harris in the center circle. Harris tries to turn against Palma. Allen steps over as the second defender to knock it away. Falls to Booth, now Archer. And now Dotson along the back line hits it forward to Barajas. Headed over him by Adams, but illegally. It's a foul against Kyle Adams of Louisville City, giving Charleston a free kick on the far side, the right, just at the halfway line. Not a great call, I think, from the referee. It seemed a little bit cheap, but I can understand Louisville City was going the other way. Could have been more than than what we saw from up here. Played nearly a minute and a half of the minimum two of stoppage time, and this free kick for Charleston might be the last meaningful effort for either team to go forward. They're sending a number of players forward. About seven of them outside of the box for Louisville City as Crawford will take aim from some distance. High into the air toward the Louisville box. Flicked on by Traeger. Headed away by Sharpie. Still loose in the box. Jimenez a header. Traeger will chase it down on the far side of the right. He hooks in across towards Booth. Zimla punches it away. Still loose with Charleston. Brought down by Barajas on the near side of the left. He's spinning on the end line. Here's his cross in. A decent one. Bounces at the penalty spot. Serrano a header. Falls to Augustine Williams. Still alive for Charleston. Williams out of the box on the left. His left foot across. Blocked behind. It's going to be a corner to Charleston here. From the near side to the left. Louisville just trying to survive right now to keep a point in the standings. We've gone Some past the two-minute marks. Some nervy moments here at the end of the game. You can see Charleston's really pushing for it. They obviously know the implications of these two points that, that could be had. This has got to be surely the final moment of the game here, the final kick of the ball, I would think. We're well past the two-minute minimum two in stoppage time. It's going to be Robbie Crawford to take this corner for Charleston from the near side to the left. It'll be an in-swinger off of his right foot. Stands over it, arm in the air. Robbie Crawford's corner. He hits it. Into the six-yard box. It's flicked on, and it's into the back of the net. No, it's waved offside, or uh, waved for a foul. It did go in, but it's not going to count. The referee blew his whistle. Looked like it was Archer that won the ball in the air and headed it down, and it just trickled over the line, but the referee blew his whistle for a foul, and that is the final kick of the game. He won't even let the ball come back into play. Five Charleston, six Charleston players in the face of the referee pleading their case. They thought they had a win, but the ref blew a whistle for a foul, and it ends all even. Louisville City escapes, it feels like, with a point at home by a final score of 1-1 to with the Charleston Battery in this meeting of two of the top four teams in the Eastern Conference. The Kentucky Office of Highway Safety postgame show is next. They share the spoils tonight at Lynn Family Stadium. You're listening to Louisville City Soccer on ESPN 680 and 105.7. Airways Halftime Report on ESPN Louisville. It's time for the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety post-match show. Now, back to Lynn Family Stadium, here's Jeff Milby and Casey Whitfield. Welcome back to Lynn Family Stadium, where it finished tonight all even. One apiece between Louisville City and the Charleston Battery. They share the spoils, a point apiece in the standings for two teams that are Really close to one another in the standings in the Eastern Conference. Mentioned the stakes of a victory for each team. The tie will see them remain where they were. Charleston stays in second place, four points back of Pittsburgh. 
Louisville stays in fourth place. They are just two points back of Tampa Bay. And by the way, we've mentioned it a few times on these broadcasts, but Louisville and Tampa Bay have yet to face one another. So there are two games yet in that burgeoning rivalry. Two teams that have seen each other in the playoffs several times in the last several years. And they're going to have a couple of heated meetings late on this season with a lot on the line. Welcome into the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety post-game show. Tonight's final score of 1-1 to brought to you by the Gorski Law Office. Tonight's man of the match voted on by you, the Louisville City fans. The Lynn Family Sports Vision and Training Man of the Match was tonight's goal scorer for Louisville City, Cameron Lancaster. Given the award, he scored tonight for the third consecutive game. He gave Louisville City a lead in the second half in the 68th minute Lancaster scored and then 12 minutes later Ikaza scored on a terrifically finished ball in the box on the volley to put it past Oliver Zimla to tie the game at 1-1 and that is how it finished. I'm Jeff Milby. George Davis the fourth is alongside in place of Casey Whitfield tonight and George it may in one hand feel like Louisville City gave up a lead you can be frustrated that they didn't win this game after taking a lead, but the way it finished, I think they have to be breathing some sighs of relief in that Louisville City locker room tonight because the last moment of the game, the ball went over the line from the corner kick for Charleston, but the referee blew the play dead, disallowed the goal for a foul seemingly in a crowd of players in that six-yard box. And that was the final act of the game. So Charleston very frustrated. They had about six or seven players surrounding the referee as he walked off the field. Uh, Robbie Crawford was was very animated in frustration, talking to one of his teammates at the end of the moment, uh, the final moments after the game. Charleston's got to feel a little frustrated that they didn't win this. And I think Louisville City has to be thankful that the referee did blow his whistle there. Yeah, I think the way that game ended, Charleston's probably going into the game, into the locker room, uh, thinking that they they gave up two points there. Um, but on the flip side, Louisville City never never happy with the draw at home. Always want to get three points, uh, but also understanding that on the night uh, it was a very even match game. Game could have went either way. Uh, and as we speak about all the time, critical moments and how crucial they can be. Uh, set pieces end up being a factor as they always are. Uh, but all in all, after the, the last three performances from Louisville City, uh, to, to have this one here, uh, it's, it's not something that they, they can't hang their head about, something to build on, still getting good performances from players, uh, still creating chances, although not as many shots on target as you would hope, just one out of out of 15 total shots. So still got some work to do in the final third, but Cameron Lancaster's getting on the scoreboard, continue to build confidence. Elijah Winder playing with tons of confidence, and Brian Ombi, hopefully uh, with uh, what he came off the field with is nothing serious and we'll see him uh, soon, hopefully on Saturday. Yeah, it's a key point that you brought up there. The injury to Ownby came in for a challenge against a Charleston player and immediately went down to the ground. Didn't look necessarily serious. Wasn't like he was writhing in pain, but clearly knew that something had happened and was immediately taken off and was walking off with a limp. So we will have to get an update from Danny Cruz and the Louisville City staff on the status of Brian Ownby both after this game and in the days to come ahead of What's a quick turnaround for Louisville City? They're back in action here at home on Saturday night against Rio Grande Valley. And another USL, that is an interconference game, East versus West. You mentioned the shot total, George. 15 shots for Louisville City, just the one on target. That was the goal from Cameron Lancaster. And Charleston ultimately with five shots on target out of 11 attempts overall. Oliver Zimla, before the goal was scored to tie the game, made a couple of key, key saves. And if it weren't for him... 
There's another reason why this may have gone down as a loss. So the rookie goalkeeper proving his worth like he has all season long seemingly late in this game with some key, not necessarily the most spectacular saves you'll ever see, but he did his job, uh, kept the ball out of his net until the very end there. Yeah, I always say some of the best goalkeepers can prevent shots. Uh, and it feels like uh, we don't say his name as if he's making tons of spectacular saves. Uh, but he's always aware. He's always in a good position. He's brave and courageous coming off of his line, both in the box and when the ball is played behind the back four. Uh, so some so a player that's been a bit of a surprise for the group. Uh, not sure that he expected to come in and be the number one right away. Uh, but glad that he was prepared for it and, and glad to see him continue to do well. Atmosphere wasn't great, obviously, as we mentioned, with rain pouring most of the game. A low crowd, a season low crowd of 7,285 showed up tonight. They made some noise, certainly. Uh, but despite the, the lack of atmosphere and the smaller than normal crowd, it felt like a little bit like a playoff game. And this is a potential playoff preview. Two teams that are right in the thick of the battle for the top spots in the Eastern Conference. And two quality teams. I mean, I, Charleston had an argument to win the game tonight, to be sure. But I think... Really, it was an even game, a quality game, and two good teams going at it tonight. I think sharing the spoils is probably a fair result. Yeah, I think that's a, a really fair point to make in terms of how it felt like a playoff game, right? Uh, chances are uh, few and far between, but those uh, are very heightened. Uh, the critical moments, the amount of set pieces, uh, I would not be surprised for these two teams to meet uh, come the postseason, especially where they're sitting at in the table. Uh, young, young Charleston team, but a team that's obviously uh, – uh, committed and, and exciting to, to watch and a team that can definitely make some noise and I, I anticipate will be finishing at the top of the table or somewhere near come the end of the season. Possession battle finished very even, 51% to Charleston, 49% to Louisville City, so technically they lose the possession battle for a third consecutive game, but this one a much more even number than the last couple of games were in victories for Louisville City. 15 corners tonight, eight of them for Charleston, a number very late on for them as they had a flurry of opportunities to tie the game ultimately. And in terms of fouls on the night, we had 28 called, evenly split, 14 apiece, and just the one booking in the game that was shown to Palma of Charleston in the 73rd minute, that world of beer yellow card. More to come on the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety post-game show. Racing Louisville's Phil the Fam game coming up on August 19th. And also the soccer ball is coming up and a very special guest speaker has been announced this week. We'll tell you who it is when we come back. Louisville The Kentucky Office of Highway Safety post-game show. Louisville City ties the Charleston Battery tonight 1-1 to get a point apiece in the standings. They remain in fourth place in the Eastern Conference. They're back in action. A quick turnaround for Louisville City on Saturday night against the against RGV. It used to be the RGV Toros. Now they're just Rio Grande Valley FC. That game kicking off Saturday night on August the 12th. Tell you more about that in just a moment. Racing Louisville in action a week after that, and that's a big one to put on your calendar if you're a Louisville soccer fan or just, frankly, a Louisville sports fan. It's Phil the Fam Night for Racing Louisville. They're hoping to set an attendance record for racing, get over 10,000 fans here at Len Family Stadium for a racing game for the first time ever. And as we talked about at halftime, George, a number of those World Cup stars for Racing Louisville are going to be back and potentially available for that game. So it's an opportunity not only to come and be a part of a great atmosphere and maybe set a record for Racing Louisville, but also welcome back some of these stars who went out to the World Cup and showed out. I mean, for the, for the first three weeks of the World Cup in this tournament, 
you could say that there was no bigger winner, I think, in world soccer than racing Louisville because of each of their players going onto the scene and really showing out. Ari Borges with a hat trick. Savannah DeMello starting twice for Team USA. Timby Katlana being the most threatening player for South Africa, leading them into the knockout stages. Uchina Kanu scoring, helping Nigeria into the knockout stages. And Wang Shuang leading China, scoring a couple of times for them as well, though they didn't make it out of the group stage. Uh, and Alex Chidiak still going strong with the host nation Australia. So maybe they have an opportunity to, to really create a, a, a great moment for their their country in the next couple of weeks. Uh, but but that's that's the allure, I think. If you're a Louisville sports fan, you want to come out on August 19th and welcome home these racing Louisville stars because they represent our city internationally as the best talent among the best talent in the world. I think that says it all. Yeah, even for myself, I'm around this group you know, all the time. I have the... I'm very fortunate to be able to watch them train from time to time. And, and I'm almost taken back to be able to say, wow, we have these world-class players right here in our own backyard. Uh, and as you said, you know, what better way uh, than to fill the fam and, and show the support and uh, all the support that they've received from uh, their peers, from their families, from all over the world, from their nations. Uh, let's make sure that, that we show them that same support here uh, and so that they can play at those same levels when they play for Racing Louisville. It's pretty special to see. So that's August 19th, a week from Saturday, at Lynn Family Stadium, a 7.30 kick for that one. Get your tickets at racingloufc.com slash tickets. The phone number is 502-L-O-U-C-I-T-Y. That's 502-Lou-City. Also, something else to mark your calendar coming up on September 27th at the Galt House Hotel in downtown Louisville. It is the second annual soccer ball, which is the fundraising event that goes to benefit the Louisville City Racing Louisville Foundation uh, that George Davis is the leader of. So, George, tell us about the soccer ball this year. It's really coming up close. We're about, what, six weeks away, and there's a very special keynote speaker this season as well. Yeah, so approaching the second annual soccer ball, you know, we say it's the uh, the celebration of our successes, both the men's team, the women's team, and the soccer holdings organization uh, to support our Lou City and Racing Foundation uh, and all the wonderful work that we're trying to do to, to give kids access to the game. Uh, really excited. Uh, met this guy in 2012, uh, Los Angeles Blues uh, team. That, There's a throwback name. Yeah, Los Angeles Blues, yeah. now Orange County Soccer Club. Uh, Matthew Fondy, the inaugural captain of Louisville City FC, uh, the original Golden Boot winner for Louisville City FC, uh, and, and what a guy. He is going to be our keynote speaker. He'll be joining us on September 27th at the Galt House. Uh, and, and, you know, we can talk about all the good things that Matt Fondy did as a player and his time in Louisville, uh, but wait until you guys hear more and, and see what he's doing with his club, Oakland Genesis, a nonprofit organization doing the exact same thing. Uh, that we strive to do in our foundation, and that's giving kids an opportunity to play the game. Uh, he's taking kids that were playing at a, a very low level and now have put them in a situation, put them in posi- positions uh, to receive tutoring, to receive equipment, to receive transportation, uh, and compete with some of the best teams in, in Northern California. So uh, hats off to Matt Fondy. Super excited that he'll be joining us at the soccer ball. Can't wait to hear him speak uh, and can't wait to celebrate our teams, our players, and our front office staff. Yeah, obviously a lot of credit over the years needs to go to, you know, the group of players that you were a part of that won titles with Louisville City, you and Paolo Del Piccolo and Sean Tosh and Brian Ombi and all the rest of the guys that have really built this core over the last couple of years. But I would make an argument that Louisville City may not be here if it weren't for Matt Fondy because he came on the scene that first year when, you know, the community wasn't really sure what this outdoor soccer thing was. We never had an outdoor soccer team. And 
people came out to Louisville Slugger Field and finally was banging in goals every single night. Won the MVP, set the goal-scoring record that year in his only year with Louisville City. So despite a short time in purple and not ultimately a part of the championship run that Louisville City has had over the last several years, still a hugely significant figure in Louisville City's history. So it'll be a lot of fun for fans to be able to see him come back to town and, and tell a little bit about his story. Again, the soccer ball presented by Fifth Third Bank at the Galt House downtown on September 27th. Uh, tickets are available for that. If, if people want to come out and support, they can come out. Yeah, tickets are available. Tables are still available, and there's still some room for sponsorship as well. Uh, it's going to be a, a fantastic evening. Wear your best sneakers. Wear your best kicks. Uh, you don't have to... So you can put your tuxedo on, <clears throat> excuse me, get fly, uh, but, but be comfortable and wear some nice shoes. So uh, really excited for that night. The website, if you want to get tickets or be a sponsor, soccerball2023.givesmart.com is the place to go for that. And, again, that's on September 27th. George Davis IV, the leader of that Louisville City Racing Louisville Foundation, which is uh, – what benefits from that event coming up on September 27th. That'll do it for us tonight. Again, Louisville City tying tonight with the Charleston Battery 1-1. Cameron Lancaster scoring for the third straight game. That's the positive for Louisville City. The negative, over the last 10 minutes or so, Charleston really came back and they arguably could have won the game with a goal that went over the line that was waved off at the final kick of the game. So they share the spoils, a point apiece to both Charleston and Lou City, and they remain in second and fourth place, respectively. Again, Louisville City back in action on Saturday night. That is Rio Grande Valley FC here at Lynn Family Stadium for the second game in a week. That game kicking off at 8 o'clock on Saturday night. So get your tickets at lucity.com slash tickets, 502 Lou City. And if you can't make it out to Lynn Family Stadium that night, do tune in. We'll have coverage beginning at 745 here on ESPN 680 and 1057 as well. One more plug, Racing Louisville Field of the Fam, August 19th, racingloufc.com slash tickets. Don't forget Soccer City. It's coming your way tomorrow night. Myself and Benton Newman, the hosts of that show, will have a lot to talk about from this game. We'll also preview the weekend game and talk about Racing Louisville's success at the World Cup as well. 6 o'clock tomorrow night on these same stations, ESPN 680 and 1057, as well as the ESPN Louisville app. This has been the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety post-game show for George Davis IV, Zach Cantrell back in our ESPN Louisville studios. I'm Jeff Milby. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll talk to you tomorrow night on Soccer City. Until then, so long. Louisville City and Charleston, they share the spoils tonight. It finished 1-1 at Lynn Family Stadium. You're listening to Louisville City Soccer on ESPN 680 and 105.7.